Flying Casuals brought to you by Patreon supporters Brent, David Bush, Jory Webb, Nate Edison, Wes Anderson, Kelly Breckner, and Andy Dugan. May the force be with you. Star Wars fans, welcome back to Flying Casual's formal occasion. No, it's not Trivia Trials. It's even more formal than that, Holly. I kind of feel like we're a little more informal than we were during Trivia Trials. There's no Power yeah. Blazer here tonight. Folks. No Power Blazer, no pants. It's a warm one here in the loft, so still no pants. Sans pants. Uh, this is our book club, our formal book club, uh, our hyperspace happy hour. Drinks in hand. I got a, a margarita. You promised me a sparkling seltzer, Holly, but you went something a little little stiffer. We actually Phrasing. didn't go with a margarita. I thought that you said that that was a port in the storm, I which is even, topical for our book. I don't even know what a port in the storm is. Michael didn't read the book, apparently. You're throwing references out that I just don't understand, and my comprehension level is elementary. Guys, if there's one thing I'll remember from this book, it's all the alcohol that's referenced. Is there a lot of alcohol? It's been years since I've read it. Is there a lot of alcohol? There's quite so a bit, much alcohol. Yeah. So much alcohol. A lot of drinking. Whew. Well, Holly, I'm so happy that you, you, you finally got back into the book club. It's been yes. a couple months, but they've been some weird times. We had to go on a hiatus. I think it was best for everybody. Some dark times, you know, some, some law and order times. Um, I think that's how we're going to remember these times. Sure. But maybe not. Not the television show Law and Order. We need to be clear about that. I mean, we did have a Bones reference earlier. There was so. a Bones reference by one of our Padawans. So that was, <laughs> I mean, everyone shout out your favorite television show. I mean, Shit's Creek. That's a good one. Rebels. Mm-hmm. Rebels is I'm a good one. I'm the only one shouting any TV shows. Law and Order SVU. Ugh. No? No, no takers. <sighs> well, we're back, Holly. We read Bloodline, I would say, probably, what, three months ago? <laughs> well, it depends on who you ask. Okay, so myself a few years ago, you 20 minutes ago. That's correct. Finished it. Finished it. Finished it. It's Guys, it's been a wild ride the past few months, so we got off schedule. We're going to get back on schedule with the book club um, and start things anew. But, uh, Holly, we've got a hell of a panel today, and maybe more are going to drop in at any point. I have no idea. I mean, it's if it happens, if we don't have law and order. We don't have law and we order on the set. Organized chaos. Organized chaos. Absolutely. we got a hell of a panel today. Who we got? We do. We have Brent. Brent, how's it going, buddy? Dude, I'm doing good. How is everyone out there doing? Beautiful. And a young Padawan here mm-hmm. to hopefully share her thoughts as well uh, on on Bloodline. I don't even know yeah. if we, we talked about what book we're talking about. Well, you did. You said it. But I'll say it again. Absolutely. We read I, Bloodline by Claudia Lawlessness. <laughs> no order, though. It's the margarita. Who else we got with us? We have Jory. Jory. Powers back on in the uh, state up north. Mm-hmm. He's not in Kansas. Not in Kansas. Nope, not in Kansas. Uh, power's back on. It It came on about 2 o'clock today, so it's been a long, long uh, mm. week, but but good things. Absolutely. Dorothy is home. Now, folks, don't tell Jory's wife that the power's back on. Her and the kids are at the grandparents' house right now. Jory is flying solo, so if you're watching live somehow, don't tell the family. He's, he's enjoying <laughs> himself. Adult beverage in hand there, unless that's an IBC root beer. Which it could be. It's a it's a Killian's actually. Delicious. Can I, I like me a little Irish, Irish 
Wow. I was ahead of it. Phrasing. Uh, and uh, our our last panel list here, panel, Holly. Panel list. Panel list. Is Paige. Paige. Yep. Book club I'm is here. back, Paige. I, I mean, <laughs> how you feeling? I mean, I read it, you know, three months ago, but you know, it's fine. <laughs> Blame um, Holly for that I one. felt like that was a slam on me. And so I kept texting Holly and be like, so like, yeah. you know, what's the... Uh, What's happening with the book? You know, we it's actually fine. could have hosted it's a book fine. club. We would have just had a shot on a blank chair, and it would have been hostless. Yeah, I guess it it's would fine. have been like just you. Yeah, as much and as that. I recall from from the book. <laughs> yeah. uh, and guys, like I mentioned, we may have others dropping in. I mean, Luke is probably going to pop up here at some point. Rob may make an appearance. Uh, Wes. Wes may drop in. It's lawlessness. Who knows what's going to happen? Mm-hmm. People are going to call in. They may drop out. It may just be me at the end of this thing. But we will surely find out. Now, I, Holly, I, I don't know how much I'm going to be able to contribute to this discussion. Um, I, I remember, I recall loving this book. And yeah. I did. I read a brief synopsis before we got started. Uh-huh. Um, the name Casterfo sticks out to me. And the <sighs> Maxines, uh, those names are kind of sticking out to me. Um, or Casterfo, whatever his name was. Casterfo. Um, I think I made a, an incorrect reference on Rebel Watch saying Casterfo, and I was made fun of because I didn't so. listen to the audiobook. But uh, So I don't know how much I'm going to be able to contribute, uh, but I'm going to offer as, as much assistance as I can. Well, you know, guys, I had a weird experience with this book, which oh. may have contributed in part to why it took me so long to get through it. Because yeah. I thought... I had the great idea. Everyone's always speaking so highly of the audiobook. So I was like, man, you know what? It's free to rent the audiobook from the library. So I'm just going to do it. Yeah. And then I thought maybe it would be a good idea to listen to the audiobook throughout the day while I'm working. That's not a good idea. Yeah. But it's just, then it expired. And then at night I would try to read, but not listen to the audiobook. So I was going back and forth between the audiobook and the actual physical copy of the book. And it just was a little bit complicated to do. You can't do that, Holly. You can't. You can't do that. You have a character made up in your mind. You're like, I know this person sounds. I know how they look. I know their, their personality. And then you sometimes get quite the opposite in an audio version. Yeah, you know, I, there were some of the voices that I couldn't get past, like specifically Han Solo. But Ooh. that's okay because I didn't finish it with the audiobook. And there's lots of Han Solo at the end. So. What was it about Spoiler. Han? What was it about Han? I don't know. It was... Like a teenage kind of like his, his bro voice. Ah, uh, like he got back from Putin Bay. Yeah. Like he was yes. just yeah. Putin Bay bro. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I Yikes. don't know. <laughs> Yikes, she says. <laughs> but guys, I'm gonna tell you, I had a hard time getting through this one. It probably was not my favorite Star Wars book that I've ever read. <laughs> well, it was also maybe my second what Star Wars book I ever read. Do I use here? Oh my God! <laughs> Alert everyone because that's. Yeah. That's a shocker. You know, if you labeled those, you would know what sounds Yeah, that would be a responsible host, and I am just not that. But anyway, I just wanted to get, you know, we could start out with what your guys' thoughts are on the book, because I think that we had a varying amount of interest in this one. I did place a poll in the group um, in March, and I gave... Phrasing. <laughs> a poll for the taking. <laughs> Double phrasing. I'm dying. But the majority of people really wanted to read Bloodline. Yeah. Yeah. It's so. I, Hey, let me come out front and say I thought it was a good one. I think I voted for Bloodline myself. All right. You didn't read it, though. I, I Years know I ago. voted for it, but that was because I had already read it. It was going to be easy for me to get through it. 
I didn't vote for it. Ooh. No, Paige actually voted for the book that we're going to read next. Yeah. Because I want to, and it's my book club. Well, there's a lot of people Yay. that had read Bloodline before mm-hmm. we even, you know, put the poll up. And I think everyone just had a sense of where we were going in this yeah. nation. And they're like, you know what? We're going to need a softball here. You know what? It is relevant. <laughs> yeah. And I will say this, and we can get to this later. Yeah, come on. Maybe we can talk about it in terms of today's climate, today's political climate. I kind of felt like you could draw a lot of parallels between what was happening in Bloodline and what's happening now. Yeah. Um, but I want to pass it to you three and see what you guys thought of it, what your general thoughts were, how you liked, how the characters were portrayed, whatever you guys want to talk about. So maybe we'll start with Brent because he did say earlier that he yeah. really liked this one. Absolutely. So yeah, so I definitely, I, I enjoyed the book. Um, I don't know, there's, there's so many things to kind of talk about within it. Um, yeah, I, I thought I did a really good job of kind of presenting, you know, especially when you get into The Force Awakens and wonder, you know, why is Leia not involved with this? So, you know, why is she, you know, why is she not there? Why is she over doing this? And it really sets up, you know, why she's not part of the government anymore, why the resistance has no support from the government, yeah. um, from New Republic or whatever, and why they're kind of out on their own. And just and really and it all kind of revolves around you know the bloodline which we'll get into eventually. Mm-hmm. Don't want to spoil it right out of the gate. <laughs> Not like anyone doesn't know already, but <laughs> surprised. Uh, but yeah, I just thought that, I thought it did a really good job of kind of setting some stuff up as to where we're at within Force Awakens. That still left a lot of things that need to be answered as to how we got there. Um, but I think after listening to it again, I've kind of figured out the timeline a little bit better as to how things are going on and maybe some insight as to, you know, why her and Han are, you know, separated by the time we get the Force Awakens Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So we'll get Mm -hmm. to that. Yeah, this was um, my, obviously, my first and only time reading through this. And I did like it more towards the end of the book than I did in the beginning, maybe various reasons why. Mm. Um, But I do wonder if I read it a second time all the way through in just one platform, if maybe I would have a different... Sans pandemic, sans audio version, you know. Just like with me, myself, and I. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Jory, was this your first time reading Bloodline? No, it wasn't. And it's actually funny that you say that because that was actually somewhere I was going to go direction-wise. I was able to, because of how long we had, I was able to listen through like three or four times. Nice. And I actually listened through twice prior to even, you know, this I guess, cycle of listening through. And uh, the first two times, I had such a hard time even just, like, following along with, you know, because I feel like we're so, you know, all over the place, and maybe not necessarily even all over the place, just is it was very hard to keep track of everything that was happening all at once mm-hmm. um, and to make the connections that you're supposed to make, you know, to make it all one cohesive, cohesive story. Um, the more times that I listened the better the story got. And maybe it's because, you know, I had other things going on, so I wasn't able to pay attention as deeply as, you know, you should when you're reading a book. Um, but uh, it, it's just really funny that you mentioned that, Holly, that it was, you know, it wasn't cohesive for you or even, you know, you know that it, you had that experience with it. Yeah, I, um, <laughs> I got a little bit confused when we kept, like, bouncing around to different planets, and I felt like I had a really hard time keeping all the different locations straight. Mm-hmm. Um, that was something that I struggled with during this novel, too. Like, okay, so half of us are on Daxum 4, ha- or yeah. Daxum 4. Yeah. It's the fourth one, yep. right? That's the planet. Yep. That's that right. And then half yep. of us were somewhere else, and I was like... There's a Harloff Minor, there's these different 
factions. Han the... Solo's off racing somewhere yeah. that's apparently more important than what Leia's doing right yeah. now. Yeah. Obviously. Selfish guy. Well, I mean, I mean spoiler. Right. Uh, major spoiler. Yeah, hey. Paige, tell us what you think. Okay. I have. Extensive. Come now. on. Um, <laughs> Let's go. I, I Paige has that. put down some thoughts. I, li- I mean, I liked the book. Um, I liked all of the, um, the politics, um, and I liked how that wasn't the total, uh, focus, but what I liked most is that it focused on Leia actually dealing with things instead of, um, running away and, um, shutting everything down and shoving it down into a deep, dark cave like I do. Um, (laughs) so, uh, it, uh, I think that was very important. Um, and it shows how smart she is. And how good she is at acting in the moment. Like, she can act like a total, like, different person in the moment. And I think that's important to show. Because sometimes she gets overshadowed by Han and Luke. As much as I love Luke, you know, he just waves a lightsaber around. Wow. I'm going to have to mute her, Holly. Don't do it. I love Luke. I would be the Luke out of my friend group. I love Luke. But... Leia, Leia is just like the politician out of them, you know? So she doesn't get her due as much. Um, That's fair. That's fair. And she couldn't, like, lie her way out of all of this stuff. And she had to confront her parentage on both sides. So yeah. I think that was really important. And that's something that a lot of people in the fandom on the Tumblr, which the Tumblr. <laughs> I am always on, people, like, argue about, like, who is more her parent? Yeah. Like. Anakin and Padme or Bale and Brea. And I'm like, I yeah. think it's you ha- it's both people. Like yeah. you can't separate the two. So I think that was really important. And I think it also showed how alone she is. Yeah. And I think that's important too. Yeah. Um and that how desperate she was to stop focusing on um a life of service and duty so she could just be with her family. Yeah. Yeah. And wow. and like no matter what happens, like she just kept getting pulled back yep. into all the politics of it all, you know? I mean, the whole time that I was listening slash reading this novel, mm-hmm. I kept thinking like, okay, so she was going to retire from the mm-hmm. Senate in the beginning of the book. Like that was her big plan. She told Han, he was like, no, oh, that's a joke. That's never going to happen. Well, he was right. Yeah. But she was going to retire. And mm-hmm. how different would things have been if she had actually retired? Well, they'd be on Scarif, right? Probably hanging out in an old Imperial bunker, making, you know, sipping on some cocktails. I mean, I, I think it would be a lot different. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, by the time we get to the end of the book, she's, you know, kind of put into retirement and we still wind up where we're at with Force Awakens. True. That's true. That's true. I she think technically it just might have retire. taken her a little bit longer yeah. to find out what was yeah. going on. Yeah. And, it's true. You know, start everything back up. Unless, you know, they just actually just took off and was like, you know, forget this. I'm going to the outer regions. And <laughs> I'm going to go hang with Octu and on Octu with Luke and drink some green milk. And, and I'm never uh, coming back. Been so sick. Can you imagine if... Oh, sorry, yeah, Jordan, go ahead. No, no, I was just going to say, are we really just going to skip over the fact that Paige just said that Luke Skywalker was just... <laughs> I almost yeah. muted her, Jory. I almost <laughs> muted her I on the spot. I, I defend Luke all the time. I'm like, <laughs> I'm the Luke out of my friend group, and I'm always like, I get it. Yeah. And my, my best friend's always like, look, they had to throw Luke something because he's just like the sad farm boy. Like, Leia's the better True. twin. She's like a lot more powerful in the Force. They just don't show it. And I agree. 
I agree. That's, they I mean, had to give Luke something. They had to give him something. Like, there's a lot to what she's saying because in, in 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 the 40th version, uh, uh, celebration of version book, whatever, um, the short stories of um, a certain point, a of, certain view. point of view, right? Yep. I mean, that's who Yoda wants to train. <laughs> like yep. Yoda wants to train Leia. She is. She's more put together. She's more level-headed. She's just she's ready, and that's yeah. that's yep. what Yoda says. And so she, there's a lot she's there. more responsible. She's more proactive. She understands that in order to make these changes, you actually have to be present. And can we talk about what Paige mentioned about the parentage? Because something that I was thinking about when I was going back and reading the synopsis, because um, I did read the book, it just was a long time ago when it first came out. Um, talking about her parentage, I mean, I, it takes me, like, the, the circumstances in this book are very similar to Padme's, right? There's this mm-hmm. threat. Um, it's got the Republic kind of in chaos, and there's, you know, we need law and order. We need a strong central government. Law and order. Law and order. And... Uh, <laughs> But Padme, I don't want to say Padme gives in, right? Because she doesn't. She obviously, um, I mean, her and Anakin sitting there fighting the droids, she says these are aggressive negotiations, like making a joke on what she said before. And so I don't want to make it sound like she just kind of gave in to like letting Palpatine run things, but like she just kind of sat there and said, this is how democracy dies, right? With thunderous applause. Mm -hmm. And I feel like when Leia came to that moment, She's almost just like a better version of her mother, and she's, I don't know, she's she's obviously much more experienced, too, at this point, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, seen a lot more than her mother had, and just kind of almost picked up where her mother left off. Like, this isn't going to do it. Like, my, my destiny isn't here. Like, it's not going to get done. Almost giving up on politics and saying, we got to do something bigger. Yeah. Something well, more drastic. Brent, go ahead. I was just going to say, um, <clears throat> I think kind of those parallels are a little bit different because when in Padme's case, you know, the emperor was already there and in power and she True. was, you know, outvoted, you know, 10,000 to one True. as far as we're going to build this army by everything else in the Senate where right now the Senate is still split and they have no ruler, which is kind of where they're, yeah. you know, which is where everything kind of takes us, you know, where the direction goes within the story. Yeah. And so she's in a position now to, you know, what do I walk away and just kind of let it go as kind of what happened with their mom where she didn't, you know, wasn't by her choice, but it's what happened. Yeah. Or do I step up and now do I do this? And as much as she wants to quit and go just fly around the galaxy with Han, she yeah. knows that, you know, if you go to the centrist, you know, what's going to happen is going to go straight back to Palpatine sort of thing where if she, you know, at least if she goes in there, then there's the chance because of who she is that people will listen for at least a couple of days. Yeah. Yeah. Three. Yeah. It's funny because, uh, Leia even, um, in her inner monologue, you know, even says that, you know, am I going to do what my mother did, you know, when she was at the uh, at the Senate meeting with Palpatine's, you know, and having that same, you know, inner dialogue with herself, you know, how did my mother feel? How do how do I, you know, do my own or take my own path, you know, with dealing with this almost same situation? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that there is a point in Bloodline where she says, I'm as much my mother as I am my father. And she was Let's referring go. to Padme. Let's she wasn't yep. referring to Breha. And I think yep. that that was kind of her way of being like, look, I have, I come from, if you will, this part of me has like a bad, like bad blood, Darth Vader, mm-hmm. but also like there was my mother and she was a queen and she was very strong and she tried to do the right things as much as she could when she had the opportunity to. Right. And I think that line really stood out to me when she Mm -hmm. said it. I really like that. And reading this book and then seeing 
the rise of Skywalker too, with Ray having to denounce her heritage, right? Yeah. It should. I mean, this book really makes you show how they do have such a close bond. It's a shame we didn't see more of it in the film, but like this kind of shows you that they have so much in common. Common, and that's why they hit it off. She mm-hmm. understands what she's going through. She understands. She, she understood she was a Palpatine for much she longer than we first. thought. So that was mind blowing. But yeah, go, Paige, go ahead. Um, so I think um, another important point that made her a little bit different than Padme is she also has Anakin's personality a bit. Yeah. And that's the important difference. Um, and I mean, she deals with that in this book too, which is again incredibly important. Um, and that kind of goes with how Carrie played her in the original trilogy. Carrie always said that she played her like she was about to like yell at someone, like mm-hmm. scream at someone. Um, and I think that totally fits with how Anakin acts. I mean, yeah, he can be kind of, I, I just finished Clone Wars. So like, <laughs> I'm like deep in it, but like he can be totally rational and like a good person, but he also has like that. I'm going to take care of this and I'm not going to be a cog in the machine. Yeah kind of ideal which is exactly how she acts in this book she's like i'm going to go on this mission and i know it's not like legal but i'm going to do it anyway mm-hmm. uh mindset and i think that makes her different than padme great yeah. point very like unapologetically headstrong yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. jory yeah. oh i was just gonna say you know when we talked or you mentioned about you know the bad bloodlines um <clears throat> that you know she isn't technically a daughter of Darth Vader. She's, you know, at that mm-hmm. point, she's a daughter of Anakin Skywalker. Sure. Because when, you know, they conceived, I guess you'd say, then, I mean, he wasn't Darth Vader at that point. I mean, if we're going to separate the two people, you know, and I know it kind of gets a little bit deeper into everything, but, you know, when she's conceived, you know, he was still Anakin Skywalker. He became Darth Vader mm-hmm. basically at her birth. You know, so mm-hmm. it's, you know, we're going to go down those those tracks. You know, we do have to separate that. Um, you know, she was, I guess, a child of the light and then, um, I guess, brought into the world right as the darkness invader came out. Well, let's break that down a little bit, because I think that's a really important thing in this novel, too, um, that kind of they skim over a little bit, because to us as Star Wars fans, I think that most of us do differentiate between Anakin Skywalker and Darth Vader. Mm -hmm. To us, those are two different people. But what I got from the book when, you know, (laughs) it was found out that she was a daughter of Darth Vader, nobody else differentiates between them being two people. It's one and the same person. So his Mm -hmm. sins were her sins, regardless of who he was Mm -hmm. when she was conceived. Well, and... uh, if, am I am I remembering this correctly? And that she mentions Anakin's redemption. It, she mentions it, but that's that wasn't her experience, right? Like Luke's told her about it. That you know, our father re- redeemed himself. He saved me. He saved the galaxy. But that wasn't her experience with him, if I recall. She says, no. "I right. remember being tortured by this person." So yes. it's almost yeah. like it's. It's too bad because she doesn't see, you know, him as this father figure and this, you know, it wasn't like, I don't know, she was ashamed of that heritage. I don't, I, I wish we knew more about like Luke's experience after it and what he shared with people. Mm-hmm. We just, we don't get a lot of that, but I'm pretty sure she was, you know, 
that's all she didn't really look at him like as a hero of anything and so to her that she needed to keep it close to the chest so it's interesting that Luke just telling her this is what happened didn't really seem to change her mind much so as much as like people talk about this being the story of you know Anakin's redemption like his daughter didn't even embrace that notion yeah. that he was he was saved that he was the actual hero, hero that everyone deserved i thought that was fascinating because i just assumed luke went back and said guys check this darth vader our father totally turned killed the emperor saved everyone and everyone would embrace him but that is not the case at all some family drama. i don't think anyone knows that anakin skywalker even yeah. turned into darth vader no one had any idea anakin was even a factor in all of this yeah before because Palpatine probably thought that that could be even used against him. Like, he wouldn't really want mm -hmm. anyone to know that this dude used to be a former well, Jedi. And, <laughs> like, that's, and that's what they said, right? That all of that, like, any, like, biological breadcrumbs, I don't know what else to call it, oh, like would have, <laughs> I don't know yeah. if that's the right thing to say, yeah. but they would have been erased, right? Because Palpatine wouldn't have wanted anybody to risk finding that out and then trying to either clone Anakin or Darth Vader. Yeah, yeah. Or yeah. use it against, yeah, use it to turn them or somehow. Yeah, I think even in this book, I think she, Leia, still kind of thought of them as two separate people. Because, you know, when she talks, yeah. she just talked about, you know, Luke coming back and telling her what happened. And that, you know, Anakin basically came back and, like, you know, defeated Vader and then defeated the Emperor. Mm -hmm. as, you know, as, as and even Luke treated him as two separate people. Yeah. And I think she still views them as two different people as well. It's like, yes, her father is Anakin happened to be Darth Vader, but, you know, Darth Vader is not who she relates to when, you know, even she kind of thinks back on it or whatever. It's, you know, it's, it's just, just, you know, kind of the way that she is. And yeah. It, yeah. I don't know. I kind of lost my train of thought there or whatever. I was, I was watching Luke. He's ran off doing something. <laughs> hey, that's fair. You got to watch the child. Watch the younglings. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I, I don't know. I, I thought I was just kind of blown away by all of that. And I, I want to know what you guys think now, because, I think a lot of us read this book probably before the Ben Solo comic came out, before Rise of Skywalker, like <laughs> all of the stuff that we now know. And just when I was reading the synopsis and just like this, this secret that Leia has been keeping and her son has no idea for her. Now she's like, well, the world knows and he's bound to find out. I need to write him this letter. Does, does, what we've seen, like now with all the other material, does that does it make this much more impactful to you guys? We we don't know exactly how everything happened, but does it change your perspective of this book at all? I feel like Paige has something to say. Oh, I have. <laughs> um, I mean, Ben's twenty three at this time, right? Uh -huh. I did I did the math, <laughs> um, and it's like the same time that he kills um, Ren and um leaves luke so um i cannot believe that leia would not tell her child yeah about this before he would skedaddle off with luke yeah to go trying to be a jedi i cannot believe that that would happen yeah. especially because luke luke thinks i guess i wouldn't say a lot more highly of darth vader but i think luke mm -hmm. would be more likely to tell him because he truly thinks that there was a redemption there whether leia does right. or not luke and her don't see eye to eye on darth vader's character at the end right yeah 
And let's remember. Said, um, oh, you go ahead. I was I was just looking at the part where she was talking to the Senate, and it said at a certain point when Luke was telling her, mm-hmm. he stopped referring to him as Darth Vader and only referred to him as Anakin. Yeah. So <laughs> there's no way. There's no way. It's just like how I don't believe that Han and Leia would have gotten divorced. I have major problems with that. Holly That's, knows about this. That, she's, hey. she's listened to me rant about this. Um, I don't believe she would have waited till her kid's 23 to tell her this big, huge secret that could have just blown up his entire worldview and kicked her son over to the dark side. I just... Well, think about think about the new canon, like especially like that's that's a lot of what people say about Luke. Like that's not my right. Luke Skywalker. He never would right. have done. It's like what this, in my opinion, what new canon has beautifully done. It's made them much more human because if you look at the freaking the expanded universe, Han, Chewie, they're all out doing cool things. It seems hunky dory. Like they're kind of a knit group going out and fighting evil and stuff, but this makes them more human in my opinion. Like it just, I I can see her being like, this is my own flesh and blood. And I'm mm-hmm. so protective of this person. I just don't want them mm-hmm. to even know that there's evil out there, even though they know that they're, bloodline has the potential to go in that direction it's it is all about failure her failure luke's luke's failure of like knowing he didn't tell him either obviously and yeah so i mean she thinks i can't handle this kid and and i need to pass him off to luke maybe he can do something about this darkness i sense in him is this the book where she sensed when she said i've sensed something some darkness in him from the womb there's something about that I don't know. That's if, an aftermath. That's yeah, an aftermath. I, was like, I don't remember okay. that. That's aftermath. There. Okay. Well, there's a spoiler. So she knows. Great, thanks. I'm really sorry. <laughs> she knows there's something yeah. there, and I just am not going to be able to deal with this. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know now, like in, in Rise of Skywalker, she says, I left training to, I left that all to take care of my son because I didn't, I didn't want him to be, I didn't want his upbringing to be sacrificed because I was doing this other thing. So it's. Jory. Yeah. Well, oh, go ahead, Jory. I was just going to say, like, you know, once we start getting into, like, the, the new the new canon stuff, um, they like you were just saying, they do a really good job of, of humanizing our characters that we've idolized for so long. Yeah. And as a parent myself, like, I don't know how I personally would deal with that. So I can't judge Leia for dealing with it in that way because of the fact of... Like, like you were just saying, like you do anything for your kids to protect them, to do what is best for them, no matter if it's right or wrong at the time. Yeah. Um, you kind of figure it out as you go. Um, and so, you know, when she doesn't tell him, you know, she's, you know, and she really has this, this big monologue or not monologue, but, um, when she's arguing with, uh, ransom Mm -hmm. or not, not ransom. Um, she's arguing. Yeah, she is arguing with Ransom. Um, uh, she uh, has this big argument with him because he says, you know, you've been holding it from us for yeah. all these years. Mm-hmm. And she says, you know, basically, I haven't even been able to tell my son. And he says, well, <laughs> you've had, what do you mean you haven't mm-hmm. been able to tell your son? Yeah. And she, and she says, anything we've held from him was what you know, what's for the best for him or yeah. what at least I thought was the best for him, Yeah. you know, and you could tell at that point that 
she's not a perfect parent. She knows she's not a perfect mm-hmm. parent because nobody yeah. is. Yeah. And that she's just doing what is best in her mind for her child at the time. Um, no, no matter whether he's, you know, six or 23, um, you know, she's just trying to guide him in, in that guidance, you know, sending him to Luke to basically, hey, you know, we can't really get a wrap on this whole darkness that we sense in him, you know, maybe you can do it. And so, like, I get why she doesn't tell him about, um, you know, Darth Vader, especially if he was already kind of leaning towards that, you know, the the dark side anyways. Yeah, that speaks a lot to the lineage too, right? Like, he doesn't know anything about Vader, Palpatine, he doesn't know any of this stuff. Maybe he does, you know, through interactions with other people, but like that's just an innate darkness that's coming out in him that she's sensing because she's pretty attuned with what's going on. And but Paige isn't alone. Pa- like so many people feel that way, and like that was to me a huge challenge for Disney saying, or even like George Lucas first allowing these stories to be told. You know, like he didn't really care. He's like, man, that's not really my stars. Do whatever you want. But like then Disney come in and say, you know what? We're going to retell this story and it's going to be drastically different. I mean, they've set up so many just this is how people view these characters. And they are. They're they're superheroes to people. And to bring them more down to a level to where they make mistakes and stuff. Some people were really off put by that. And I was, too, in the beginning. It just took me a while to like after The Last Jedi, I guess, especially just kind of accept it like. I get what you're saying. I get what you're putting down, but what a challenge to change fans' minds who were reading probably the EU and are now reading Mm -hmm. these books and they're totally different. It's just a huge challenge. See, I love The Last Jedi too. So, and I didn't get overly mad about Luke because I understood that it was like about dealing with failure and I thought that was really powerful. Yeah. Um, but it just, it makes it more, so I've read, I've read the Han and Lando book. Um, and I don't remember what it's called, but it's just so much more sad when you see that Han was so scared of failing Ben. Cause Ben's like a toddler at that time. Yeah. He's so afraid of failing him and messing him up. Yep. Yeah. And like, there's like a droid watching him all the time Yeah. and the droid was made by Lando and the droid has no idea what it's doing. Yeah. And it's just. It makes it so much more sad, I guess, Absolutely. that all of that happened. And I figured that since Leia had such a bad situation with her own parents, like in the previous book, that yeah. that wouldn't happen. Um, but no, you're right. She's she's a human being, so no, it's, she's not going to be perfect. Yeah. But I but, totally get what you're saying. Yeah. So question for you guys. And I may I'm, add Rob here. I don't think okay. this is going to make any noise, but just FYI. Okay. So I guess my question for everybody is, I don't know if you all have read the comics, the Rise of Kylo Ren comics. So if you haven't, this might not line up right for you. But in the comic, we kind of jump in and we see um, the temple being destroyed. And Kylo is like, it wasn't me. I didn't do it. Um, And I'm trying to fit that timeline into when it was found out that Leia was Darth Vader's daughter in this book. And do you guys think that Kylo found out about that from the holo that Leia sent? Or do you think she found out, he found out from somebody else? Good question. That's a tough I, one. <laughs> I think he found out from, from the other people, not from Leia's holo. Yeah. Because this one was leaked before. Welcome to board. Um, <laughs> uh, what was I saying? 
Um, but no, I think I think that he might have found out if he didn't know already that he found out from the the centrist leak of the video, um, not yeah. the one that she got there because that was leaked before she sent his to him, her. And at that yeah. point in time, they were already out of communication. So that's where it really gets kind of fuzzy in the timeline as to when the temple was destroyed and when all this shook out and, you know, what he knew at what point in time. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I do think that Leia not telling Ben might be what led to uh, Han and Leia's estrangement or whatever, because in this book, they're still cordial. They're still talking with each other. Everything's still hunky-dory. Great point. And I think, you know, when it gets to the end and, you know, everything kind of shakes out, he's kind of come back. It's like, wait, what do you mean you didn't tell him? Yeah. And I think that kind of would have started everything kind of down that path. And then, you know, you know, he just, he, wait, you didn't tell him. And then they find out, oh, wait, he blew up the temple. And, you know, yeah. I think there's just a large conglomeration of things that happened that kind of led to their estrangement. It doesn't explain why Ben hates Han. Right. Yeah. Um, it's a totally different story that hopefully we'll get told one day. Yeah. Um, but great point that it, they, yeah, they were getting along and what seemed to really yeah. divide them was them finding out about Ben and Snoke's involvement. I, th this is just a general question. I know there's a lot of characters here and we know the first order is kind of plotting these, these, Disruptions. Yeah, that they're, yeah. they're funding these organizations to disrupt the the republic. I mean, how much of that is to the credit of Palpatine? Is it is it just is it is it him masterminding all of this and saying you know it really screw up Leia's chances of of creating this really powerful republic? Maybe we send our minions in to spread the word. I don't know. Is it or is it just that this is how the the, the dominoes fell? You don't want my answer. Come on, Paige. Okay, what is it? They didn't have the Palpatine thing. I don't buy that they had the Palpatine thing planned yeah. the whole time. Yeah. I don't buy it. Uh, I don't buy it. That's so fair. I think that <laughs> I think the First Order was like a whole thing with like Brendel Hawks and all of those kind of people from the beginning. I don't know if Palpatine really was well enough at this point. To <laughs> he was be, like a little blob or something. At he this was point. like a little blob with a fingernail, probably <laughs> um, in like a tube. Um, theoretically, I don't know if he really was able to move capital, like the yeah. funding, to be doing probably those kind of probably things. Probably all set up ahead of time by the his yeah. master plan. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was with the people in the choir and all of that. Oh, the so people, yeah. they were the doing people in the choir. Those shady people. They <laughs> they could have been doing it. I don't know. They knew a lot. Anything could happen. I think that yeah. it seems like potentially if we want to say that the Palpatine thing was like planned, then you yeah. could say that he was planning this behind the scenes without like, didn't want to tell everyone like I'm, I'm, I'm back, a blob. Yeah. but yeah, planning the seeds, I guess. I, Holly, we actually have an insider that's just joined us. Kylo Ren himself, himself. Ben Solo. He may actually have some insight into this. I, that y'all didn't know. Kylo Ren, a.k.a. Rob, in the house. Rob, as Kylo Ren, can you can you disclose if, if Palpatine actually had planned Leia's reveal and everything that was going on in the Republic at this time? Like, is this all Palpatine's doing? This was my doing. <laughs> I love Kylo. it. I love it. This, guys, this is Rob's first book club joining us. Uh, not his first book. He's he's blowing through the books, but his first his first book club joining us. So we're, Welcome. we're deep in conversation now, Rob, so feel free to jump I in whenever you want. He loved it. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, I just, I just came in. 
Thanks again. And hello to everybody. So I saw that the book we're doing is The Dark Disciples, right? Well, the next That's one. The next, the one. next one's going to be. Oh, okay. I was trying to go for the Millennium Falcon. I was like, come on, you guys want some more Londo? You just wait. We need more Londo in our life. It's coming. It's coming. I did. I I may have mentioned that in a messenger chain, Holly, that there may have been leaks of the next book. We'll, we'll have to see. Well, I announced that at the beginning of this book club, so. I missed Everyone that, too. Knows. Did I black out for the first introduction? I must have. He must have. I, I missed that one, too. <laughs> Maybe I said it in my head, and I didn't say it out loud. Hey, guys, it's a pandemic. I, things are weird, so. It is. It is. That's right. So you guys just got done reading the Leia book, right? Bloodline. 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 Yes, yeah. Yes. I did not get to that. That's okay. That, hey, if you want to stick around, there might spoilers be some spoilers. But, uh, That's fine. There's nothing to be, I mean, spoilers. I mean, when you go canon, EU, I yeah. mean, you, just, you got like a map. That's what yeah. I'm talking about, man. Because we're blending a lot of this new canon stuff, talking about Rise of Skywalker, talking about the comics. So it's all, it's all kind of coming together um, it is. very nicely. Mm-hmm. Well, Rob, to catch you up, yeah, we're we're talking about the moment when in this book, big spoiler, yeah, it is announced to the Senate that Leia is the daughter of Darth Vader, and it's a whole thing. Yeah, it's a big, big drama. A whole thing. I mean, you think they would have found that out a little sooner, but with Star Wars, everything's always so clouded. Yeah. So I assume that's why you were all talking about. How Palpatine probably already had that play in motion before that was even presented. Yeah, and that's what Paige was saying. Like, and I think a lot of us agree that like we don't really think Disney had any plans <laughs> from the beginning of their purchase to bring Palpatine back. But now they can go back and say, you know what, Palpatine <laughs> actually—I mean, obviously was working with the First Order and all that good stuff. But what what else was he doing behind the but scenes? But maybe Jory disagrees. Jory. I do. Come I do on. Disagree. Um and the reason why I say that is because um there's gonna be slight spoilers for the aftermath series. Come on. But in, in the aftermath series, uh Brendel and um you know, he or actually no, it's not Brendel, it's uh Hux. I mean young Hux, Jeez Pete, why am I not I'm blanking on the name. Um Armaged. Yeah, Armaged, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um he is sent off. To uh, to do training with young ones, you know, by uh, by help. So, and so, yeah. So, like, there's this whole like, if you actually really go back and look into aftermath, they go pretty deep into how um, you know he had this whole massive plan kind of from the very beginning, and then you know. It, 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 you know, once again, I don't want to get too many spoilers for the yeah. whole aftermath, but I they had, at least if they didn't have it all in one cohesive thing, but they at least had something, you know, in the background of, hey, you know, we could go this way. If yeah. Hey, Rob, you want to mute your music? Do you mind? Oh, no. I got it right over here. Cool. Sorry, man. It's Skype, like, whenever it hears something, it, like, mutes everyone else, and then it, like... Let's that so it, dude, no worries. I was just like, man, somebody's it's like somebody's rocking some cool <laughs> tunes. What's going on? Um, yeah, it's I don't know, man. I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I, there's I, it's weird. I think 
I'm thinking that, you know, Palpatine, he had his hands in a lot of cookie dishes, you know, yeah. even after he wasn't around, you know, in this, you know, in his physical presence. Um, but I think this reveal was just purely coincidental as far as the bloodline. Because the way Lady Grease yeah. finds out about it, you know, she wasn't even supposed yeah. to be in the vault in the first place. But Leia's like, no, Good I don't point. care about your honorary title. You go take it. <sighs> yeah, so, that was you know, a great just, moment. And the way that she yeah. came across the information, you know, that wasn't, you know, like a Palpatine plant or anything like that. That was just like, oh, hey, oh, I have this information. Now, what can I do to take her down? And it's yeah. kind of like, you know, it's all opportunist and, you know, all political or whatever. And, you know, like said, so he's got to take a lot of cookie jars, but just not that one. It, yeah. it just kind of worked out to play in his favor. But yeah. you know what yeah. I think is really interesting is how, like, Lady Carice, later known as just Carice, uh, kind of had to juggle, like, am I going to, like, do my job as a noble and, like, abide by the laws of, like, the House of Elders? Yeah. Or am I going to play this political card that I was dealt and just, like, bring the centrists back to where I want them to be? Yeah. And I feel like her character was really interesting to me because on one hand she wanted to do the right thing, if you will, um, and not expose princess Leia because it wasn't like the noble thing that a lady would do. Mm. But then she quickly was like, you know what? Forget about it. I'm pissed and my emotions are taking over and I'm going to try to bring her down. And it's not that unrealistic of a thing. It's just like the, 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 the the evil of power and how it can corrupt someone. I mean, look at Anakin. Like it's just, and it's in real life. It's just it's so believable that you know you're gonna you're gonna destroy someone. Someone that I think she admired, right? Like yep. she admired Leia and her strength and what she's gone through. But like I, that was just such a shitty thing to do. And you know that's something that Leia says later in the book. She kind of reflects on that, and she when she also is grappling with her own emotions, and she's like, "Is this how Anakin felt? Like, is this how easy it is to kind of let the dark side take over when you're Oof, feeling all these yeah. emotions, especially love?" Oof, yeah. I don't know. Kind of seems like it. What what a genius plot point, though. I think because I think a lot of us after Return of the Jedi was just like, "Yeah, probably everyone knows that." Like. Darth Vader was their father, but you know what? He was redeemed, and they're heroes of the rebellion, and they're building this great republic now, and Luke's off, you know, creating a new Jedi order, as small and as chill as it may be, but, you know, he's he's kind of toned down this hero thing. He's, You know, they're just really great people, but no, like, what a gr- I never, ever, ever would have expected that to be a story and a Star War, that this was used against Leia to discredit all that she's done, it's just that blew my mind. That 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 is great writing on Claudia Gray's point. I thought that was just genius. Any, anyone up else? The dark side. Sorry, to interrupt. No, uh, no, as I bring it up the dark side, it, it kind of brings up that uh, where she, when she gets the video of her killing Jabba. Yeah, <laughs> uh, a slayer. <laughs> that was just awesome. Um, but number two, when she's talking about that and kind of thinking and reflecting back on it, she basically describes herself as tapping into the dark side at that yep. point in time to be able to do it because yeah. she's talking about you know the strength needed to actually asphyxiate a, uh, a hut. Yeah, because you got to get through all that fat and all that layer of whatever to be able to press it down. And, you know, and she basically describes herself. She had to type into the dark side to do it because she was so angry about everything that was happening at the time. And and the only way she's going to pull that off is to tap in the dark side. I just thought that was absolutely pretty awesome. And she relished in it, too. She held on to that. You know, that was like a prized possession for her. So that was a memory that, like, she would revisit and be like, yeah, I did that. And Mm -hmm. like not be sad about the fact that she was so crazy in that moment. Mm, well, and it also was a, it was something that 
caused a lot of the crime syndicates to admire her. Like she was trying to get rid of them, but they're like, you're the hut slayer. Like you're kind of a BA. Like that's yeah, cool. That's Luke was probably the only Skywalker that never tapped into the dark side on Tatooine. <laughs> I mean, we know what his dad did. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, maybe, I mean, other than, you know, him about to strike down his nephew. I mean, who knows what he's wow. doing on Octo yeah. with those dark thoughts. I mean, yeah. probably tap into some dark magic. I mean, maybe yes. a night sister stopped by and went okay. to a little tomb. <laughs> I don't know. New There's story. a cave. We need Luke's perspective. <laughs> On Octu with want. a special guest appearance from a night sister. Yeah. I'm sorry. Here's the thing. If they do that, if they actually, in all seriousness, if they talk about Luke's experience and what he went through and going there and what all that he had been through, I think people would understand this perspective of Luke Skywalker and this new canon story so much yeah. better. Because I think they're just like seeing epic Luke on the mountain. They're like, man, he's going to race some hell. He's going to be pulling down those Star Destroyers. No, man, he is mm -hmm. torn. He is destroyed on the inside. I, and depressed. They, they depressed. Hell. Like, that's what we all do. When, we're, when we feel responsible for something, we often become recluse. And it's just so relatable. And I feel like a novel could really just flesh that story out. People would be like, damn, Luke's mm -hmm. been through some stuff, man. Jory. No, and, and um, not to go back to Leia, but um, I think that when they, you know, they talked about her choking Jabba to death, and we, you know, when we watch the original trilogy, we don't really realize, you know, what she's doing. And then I think this book kind of really taps into, you know, the feat that that was, you know, yeah. that nobody really, you know, could believe that somebody would be able to do that. Um, being a woman or a human, you know, anybody, you know, with just a regular strength. Mm -hmm. um, and so it kind of mm -hmm. like really taps into the fact that she is force sensitive and that it's not just the force speaking to her through um, like her political things and, yeah. you know, and how her mind works, but that she does have the physical aspects of the force, you know, yep. in, I guess you'd say like desperate times that she can tap into that and, and use the force to uh, get her out of dangerous situations. Mm -hmm. We yeah. kind of see that again. Um, oh gosh. Sorry guys. What's that last planet that we go to? Is it Harloff minor? No. Uh, um, where they bring the cargo or they go to pick up the cargo. Oh, the drug or, or uh, no. no, or the other one, the other Drax one. Four? Nope. Starts with an S. Oh, well, yeah, anyway, Cybensco. No, Thank you. Yeah. Yes, our yeah. final planet. Thank you. Um, they even kind of like allude to her tapping into the force then because she's by herself. She thinks at first she doesn't have a weapon. She's surrounded by explosives. Great she point. is in a really, really bad situation where pretty much she told whoever, you know, was there with her to ultimately go without her no matter what. And then she's like, okay. I'm going to get out of this because I've always had like an uncanny way of like finding my direction. Mm -hmm. And I just kind of feel like, and then of course Han came to the rescue, but also, okay. Can we talk about real quick? Were you guys surprised that it was Han? Cause I thought for a brief second and maybe I'm alone in this. I thought it was going to be Kasterfo. Mm, you're not alone. Okay. But then it was Han. No. Yeah. Kasterfo was all up on that. Paige has so. a lot to say about this relationship. We we have to get into that well, relationship. Michael called Kasterfo the one that got away. I, I Yes, I, I stand by that because 
I, where was Han, right? Like during these times. <laughs> Thank you. Because Seraphos an opportunist. I get it. But the, here's the beautiful thing about it. These two come from opposite sides of the spectrum, right? They want different things. What I love about how it, sometimes it's a little unrealistic in that they came, you know, so close to agreeing with each other on stuff. But the fact that like just life got in the way and, and secrets came out then it just tore these two apart. What, what could have been, right, the messiness of politics and everything that it is when two people yeah, who come from yeah. different, different, you know, perspectives come together and can actually do good for the galaxy, things seem to get in the way, mm -hmm. always. It seems like that's the case in our world and even in a galaxy far, far away. Michael, that was deep, very beautifully Raising. placed. I was literally just <laughs> going to pose the question, would have Kasterfo made a good stepdad to <laughs> I to mean, ben. that's a great question. Would <laughs> Kasterfo have been able to bring him from the dark side? I don't, I don't know. I would don't Ray know. have been able to call him stepdad too? I mean. <laughs> He'd call him daddy. Dad. Let's be honest. And so I'm would racing. Leia. Phrasing. Wow. I know that's ter that's terrible. See, Paige is like, no, that's not my Star Wars. There's no freaking way that this there would have been some love triangle between these three. Paige is gonna hang up, and then there will just be three. <laughs> what gets me? Uh, sorry to interrupt. No, what gets me is that there's always been this thing about Han being yeah. force sensitive. So yeah. maybe that that was like that one thing where he kind of came in. He just felt that he had to be there. Because like yeah. he always said, he sees things. Yeah. So that I mean, I didn't read the book. I didn't know how it was set up, but from what you are saying, yeah. I already kind of knew the other person it must have been somebody within the Senate and counselor and stuff like that. So I that's yeah. what I got. No, that that actually I mean, it's it's crazy because when we think of the original Star Wars, we're just like Han was just that scoundrel that just like was a great pilot. He's a lucky guy. And that's kind of how to me, like even Poe was or even Finn. But we know Poe yeah. had his family had this force tree that they lived by, and maybe that influenced him. And then Finn coming out in Rise of Skywalker, be like, "Ray, I got something to tell you. It's not I love you, but I'm feeling a tingle inside." He didn't. It, That's what my phrasing. Guy. You know what I'm saying? Listen, <laughs> you guys. I don't know. Serfo could have been a real scoundrel. Hello, he like set up some midnight dinners. He wined and He's dined her. <laughs> that's but that's politics He's too. All Leia. Yeah, no. that is politics. No. She's a married woman. I mean, she didn't get I it. Mean, She's like, this is so innocent. I'm like, no, it's not. You know, it's not. Yeah. What are you doing? No. Jory. Mm -mm. Jory. definitely read his mind. True. I don't know, though, because it, it, we do even get stuff from Castelfo's point of view, and it never really mentions that, you know, he's he's into her as far as, or, yeah, yeah, as far, you know, on a romantic level. Um. But it, it didn't surprise me that Han was the one that swooped in because I believe at that point Ransom's already in custody. Um, so then, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, Han swooping in at that point, as soon as they said, you know, it was a speeder, and we know that Han had been, you know, working on the speeder, <laughs> trying to make it kind of like, you know, the Falcon and things like that yeah. and mounting guns. And so, I mean, it it didn't surprise me at all that, that it was Han that was going to swoop in to save the day. And realistically, it almost seemed like Claudia wanted to get him in a little bit more and show a little bit of Han's hero side again, you yeah. know, because, you know, we get to see a lot of the things with Han, or, I guess in new, in new canon, 
we haven't seen a ton with Han outside of what's shown in the movies. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, it was kind of showing Han. Yeah. Still, he's still got it. You know, he's a little bit older, but he's still yeah. got it. And still then, got uh, it. you know, he's still doing doing his a little bit of scoundrel stuff and, uh, you know, able to swoop in and save the day um, once again. Yeah, they don't yeah. actually really yeah. make him out to be that great of a person in New right. Canon, but, right? But also, I feel like he does come in and kind of save Leia in that moment, but then you do start to see the cracks in their relationship because then all he wants to do is get back to his race. Like, okay, you're in a really bad spot physically, emotionally, mentally, but I want to go back to racing. I do think that Han would have stayed because that's what, you know, even Leia, you know, in her monologue her, said the same thing. You know, she knows that he will stay if she asks him to stay. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. just he doesn't he he doesn't necessarily want to. So, I mean, you could say yeah, that's he's not difference. the greatest at, mm -hmm. at that. But, you know, she knows that he will. And, you know, anything that anything that she asks and it almost because um, she even says in that moment that she always can count on Han no matter what. Yeah, you know, if 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 she needs him there, he will be there no yeah. matter what. And so, I mean, yeah. it almost seems like it works for them because you know they're they are two separate, you know, just on completely different paths, but yeah. they always find their way back to each other. Yeah. Um. So I mean, you know, and some people can have that kind of relationship, you know, to where it's like, hey, we'll meet you up later you know and, yeah. and that works for them um you know and other people are you know more of the i need to see you you know every day type you know what i mean yeah. and so i mean yeah it just yeah. works for some people and not others it does kind of give you well, some insight into like maybe why ben is the way that he is and has these security issues and this like mm -hmm. distrust of people in you mm -hmm. know positions where like they should be mentoring him or taking care of him because he didn't yeah. as much as yeah. like we think that we know that Leia kind of dropped what she was doing to raise Ben. If her heart really wasn't in it and it was into the politics and that's where she was thinking that she should have been instead, whether she was with Ben or not, you kind of can see how he's kind of like, nobody cares about me. The dark side does. Snoke yeah. does. He's yeah. got a hold of me and he's going to take care of me. Yeah. So I, I feel like, yeah, yeah, now that we're talking about it, it does set a good stage to kind of understand Ben more, especially if you get into so, the rise of Kylo Ren. Yeah, Rob. So, so like in the EU expanded version and what you are talking about, Han always seems to be like what she originally called him, a fly boy. So that's why, like, when you're yeah. talking, he's always away. He's always doing something. So then when you just said right there, what was left for Kylo? Because Leia was always, always into the politics. Mm -hmm. She was always that. So who was left? It was Luke. But Luke yeah. just you know, was in his own world, just coming off of that, doing all these things. But how would you feel if... If your mom and dad was like, well, I'm going to go be a politician and I'm yeah. going to go find some planes and go all this, do this stuff. And I'm just going to leave it with Luke. Luke yeah. really just trained him as technically a Jedi, but he never was a real uncle to him. Yeah. And he never had a mother and a father to look up to because they always left him behind. And the only yeah. person that really paid attention to him because of his potential was Snoke in the dark side. Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting. Are you didn't read this book, Rob? <laughs> <laughs> He's speaking from you. the heart. It's you, right. Man. It, it, it's interesting to think, though, that, like, what you were mentioning, that we were talking about, like, Leia just knowing that Han's going to show up. Like, not that she takes it for granted, but, like, since episode four, like, he's shown up at the right time. He's always there when they need him. And it's almost like they don't even realize that their son needs more. 
right? Yeah. This is how yeah. our relationship is. Like Han shows up when I need him. And like, that's just an understanding we have. And even with my brother, like we did these cool things. Now he's toning it down. He's like, I'm not a celebrity. I'm going to kind of go out and do my own mm-hmm. thing. It's just like, but who's showing up for Ben? Who's Paige, like, he doesn't who's have showing up for Ben, right? Snoke is. Yeah. Snoke is. Sam? He doesn't have those he doesn't have those experiences. He doesn't have people that he can trust. His mother in aftermath talked about him being dark from the womb. Like if you knew that your mother thought of you that way before you were even freaking born, yeah. no wonder he has these issues. Like it's just and it's crazy. In EU, I'm pretty sure my best friend Caitlin and I have talked about this. All the time, because we have numerous problems with <laughs> the Skywalker and how Kylo Ren was treated. But I'm pretty sure that Leia literally meditated all the time because she knew that Palpatine was trying to come for, um, I think it was um, Anakin, um, yeah. the last um, kid she had. Yeah. Like She was meditating yeah, literally was all the time. Yeah. All the yeah. time. So mm-hmm. I'm like... I know. Where's that? Where's I know. that? Like, it's just, I know. I know. They don't, I, I don't know. They, they, she's a human. It's fine. And I don't I think they had the experience. Like, they had a lot of experience to go off of, too. And especially in the EU, they had all these adventures and stuff. And it doesn't feel like we had a lot of that in between. No. You know, Return of the Jedi and. I wanted to give him my left arm to have a Jaina solo. Do you understand? I, I, oh I, Michael God. understands. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. I think Jaina Solo would have been, and I mean it would. I don't know. I I understand. Like it's a, it's a, it's a it's a task for Disney to not bring in these characters and to write new ones, but to have a sibling, you know, fighting sibling. I just go off. You can kill. You can kill Jason. That's fine. Go off. I, know. I don't even care. I know. Spoiler. I know. No, it's I it's it's, it's I and that's what it is. It. That's the one good thing they did. Like, there's a lot of weird Legends EU stuff. There's a lot of weird yeah. stories. There's a lot of weird shit. But the one thing a lot of times they got right was that family dynamic. I mean, that's what it's about. It's the Skywalkers. And, boy, it doesn't get any more complex than brother and sister duking it out. You know, also, sorry, going back to if we're talking about, well, okay, you guys know we've had quite a few episodes where we're yeah. talking about family and how important family is. I mean, it's bloodlines for crying out loud. The name of the yeah. freaking book is Bloodline. Yeah. But something that kind of bothers me now that I've read it in Bloodline, we've kind of talked about it a little bit, is how Luke and Leia were able to continue having a relationship after having such different opinions about Darth Vader. Yeah. That to me, yeah. if I vehemently stood behind somebody being a terrible dad, a terrible person, and my own brother was like, no, you're wrong. He redeemed himself. Listen to my story yeah. and you have to trust me on this. Sorry, bro. I'm not trusting you. Esp- I mean, especially when Darth Vader was choking her out. All when, of the things you know, she, she, she saw her planet be destroyed. Like, I, I would actually love, I mean, Luke talks about a little bit in the Rise of Skywalker, how she left, you know, to be with her family. Mm-hmm. I was training her, but like, it had to have been more complicated than that. But then listen, then you're going to leave your child in yeah. the care of somebody who you think maybe doesn't have the best judgment of character. <sighs> 
I don't know. I always trust Luke Skywalker, so I understand what she's doing. But maybe Leia really set Ben up for failure. No, they everyone set Ben up for failure, including Luke. And that's that's the whole point, though, is that the failure of the family led to the darkness. It's it's no different than Anakin's story. The failure of family. He had no family. The Mm -hmm. Jedi didn't treat him like family. His his freaking aunt and uncle pretty much used him as a commodity on the farm. There wasn't a whole lot of love there. No. Just, hey, we can no. never let this guy become dark. Obi-Wan, I mean, a mentor, but not really family. He's not a father figure to him. I mean, he kind of develops that connection with him. When Didn't he even remember him. R2. I mean, like, come on now. Didn't he, I mean, yeah. yeah. R2 is more of probably a parent. But what does Yoda say? I mean, the you know, best teacher failure is. Exactly. Yeah. And that's, and that's, it's, it ultimately is the failure of family. And, with the whole, you know, we talking about Dave Filoni talking about Qui-Gon and he would have to step up and be this like father figure to Anakin and that didn't happen and that led him down this path. It's just, we talk about it being family all the time, but it's the failure of that family and Ben Solo is just yet another Skywalker that unfortunately was on the end of that. Yeah, it was a whole system of failures. (laughs) Right? You know, yes. the only thing I can think of is, and I, I don't, this is a very small scene in the return of the Jedi is when the death star is blowing up. The only person carrying Vader is Luke. I mean, he can teleport him, but all the stormtroopers, like yeah. not one of those stormtroopers respected him enough to even carry him. I just, it always well, no, bothers me. Chokes everybody. <sighs> yeah, I mean, True. Someone likes him. Like, that guy's gone. I ain't but bringing him back. Hey, yeah, there's, there's that no guy, I'm going to a ship. Him. He forced choke Bob, I'm out. Like, yeah. <laughs> no. Leading by fear just... only gets you so far. And that's yeah. why that's why yeah. the Empire fails. That's why the First Order fails. Mm-hmm. But I, th- this That's why Tarkin, though. Yeah. Tarkin always had that power over Vader, too. He did. He and, did. And, and, that, and it just feels like that the soldiers never, they always looked at him as like an outsider, but they didn't because they were scared because he would choke him out. Yeah. But at the same time, when you come back to Vader, they didn't care about him. Nobody cared about him yeah. except Luke at the end. So maybe that was that whole Leia thing because nobody still cared about Vader. Yeah. Yeah. This, this book, I, I agree there's shortcomings in it, but it's tapping into a time that I think so many of us are so intrigued by and it gives us it fills in some of the gaps and and i think when we saw the force awakens we're all like wait okay so how is this resistance connected to the republic i don't understand why isn't leia a part of that it's i what's happening and i get why they couldn't dig into that too much because there's a lot already happening but this kind of fills in some of that and i think we we hold this book in such high regard it is a great story but I think it helps us understand a little more of what's going on in the universe, how the politics have played into all this. Um, not really touching on the First Order a whole lot, right? They're just kind of out just, there in the... You know, planting just that sprinkle. seed. Yeah, yeah, and that kind of shows, you know, maybe we really didn't know where the story was going. Um, and then one day someone said Palpatine. Um, but I, I don't know. Any, any other big points that we haven't talked about, Holly, that you were interested in? Gosh, I don't know. I feel like we kind of just skimmed over Casterfo, but I kind of feel like everyone understands that there's love law. Yeah, there was a story there to Blood be told. Bloodline and love line. Yeah, I, I don't know. I thought it was. It's interesting because Leia, Princess of Alderaan, there was a somewhat of a love story there too, right? And it's, 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 it's. Sometimes it's easy to deny that there's anything there because well, she's with Han. Like that's just what happens. But it's like, I don't know. 
her experiences with these people make Leia who she is. Yeah. It's not necessarily yeah. Han because he's not the most, you know, embracing guy. So it's mm-hmm. it's these experiences with everyone else that I feel are really making her this hero that she is. You guys, one final point that I want to say about Leia, which was something else that I really liked, is after she kind of, you know, is dismissed by the Senate and they're like... <laughs> whatever, like maybe she's not who we thought she was. We don't trust her. She has a moment where she wants to, to talk to Caserfo after he's been arrested, mm-hmm. right? And she's like, I don't hold any power as a senator anymore. And she's like, but I am still a princess. And she Let's tells go. these guys, she stands up straight and she's like, you're going to let me talk to him. And they're like, uh, no, we have orders. And she's like, I literally yeah. don't give a shit. You're <laughs> going to let me talk to him. And then they're all like, we're going to let you talk to him. And I just like, that kind of just shows like, how, like, even though she kind of fell from the position of power that she was in, like, she still has a way of getting people to take her seriously and listen to her without having to, like, use the force. Like, you will let me talk to him, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. I liked that yeah. part a lot. And I like those moments, too. It's just that, like, what the movies have done now have made me think, like, was she using a mind trick at that point? Which stinks, right? Because it's like with Han Solo, we just believe he's a scoundrel, he's a lucky guy, but then like moments you're just like, wait a second, was he, was that the force? And I mean, the force penetrates us, it binds us, it's in all of us, I get that, right? Are you saying that she tricked Han into, she mind tricked Han into? No, the the, the prisoner, or the the guards. (laughs) Oh. I mean, maybe she mind tricked Han. The whole relationship was a sham. Maybe, but it's just, I don't know, sometimes I enjoy when it's just, she's, a real badass and Mm -hmm. she's you know people listen to her because that's that's what you got from the original movies jory yeah yeah i think that if she did um mind trick them in you know at that point it was an unintentional use of the force Mm -hmm. at that point yeah um because you know she even you know in that inner monologue she's like i'm a princess and these guys are gonna (laughs) it's it's about time they started realizing it yeah (laughs) and you will let me talk to yeah. And they're like, all right, all right. You know, and they, they didn't like walk away. They just backed off, you know, mm-hmm. still in, in uh, hearing distance. But, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and I, the way I don't think it's a mind trick is because they're like, <clears throat> you know, at that point, they're like, uh, you know, they talk for a couple of minutes and they, they say, you know, all right, we have to go. And she's like, just one more minute. And, you know, they pause for just another second, but you know, they know that they have their orders yeah. and they're going to carry out their, their time is more of a, all right, well, you know, she is in power no matter, you know, as, as she's fallen from grace, I guess you'd say, um, she still is a princess and we are still going to respect that, yep. you know, at that point. Yeah. 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 I have a question. Yeah. Uh, did any of you like watch that, that solo two kind of thing, like he listened to it, what they were talking about. Did any of you uh-uh. check that out? Uh-uh. No. no, not yet. There's a little part that kind of, and of course this is somebody else writing it, so you'll never get it, but they added a little part in there on Tatooine. It's actually really cool. And when, if, if you do listen to it or you do watch it and hear them say it, there's a little, it's, it's kind of this little thing with, with solo, you know, like how they move it along and it's really neat, but it, it, it brought up a couple questions to me, but I only bring that up because we're trying to fill in like what Han does when he's on, you know, yeah. what, what, when he's all away on his things and doing things. So I thought it was a really cool thing. I just wanted to throw that in. Cause we're all talking yeah. about like, you know, Han being gone and then Leia and then what she's doing. 
Yeah, no, it's uh, we'll check that out. And it's yeah. it's it it is it's terrible to say that what he's doing isn't important, right? Because I mean, he does go back to Kashyyyk, and he there's cool things that he's doing. So it, it it does seem a little dismissive to say he's just doing what he wants. However, though, I think in aftermath, he kind of admits, like, you know, I, I maybe fatherhood you know, it cut for me. Uh, I kind of missing life on the road. Um, so it's oh, yeah. maybe it's it's yeah. it's a lot to dismiss him, but. Yeah, I haven't mm-hmm. read the the early books of him and Lando when Ben was first born yet, um, so I'm not sure, you know, all that early development stuff, but it seems like here he didn't leave to take off to the races until after Luke already has Ben. Yeah. Like, it seemed like he was more or less yeah. around, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. loosely with Leia, you know, regardless of all the stuff that they're in, but that they were at least loosely together until I'm assuming, I don't know what time, he, 10, 12 years old when they sent Ben away. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's hard to say because, you know, it's he's 23 because you know, it's about six years before Force Awakens yeah. when yep. this book mm-hmm. and everything happens. So he'd be about 23 then, and then typically Padawans start their training between 10 and 12-ish, it seems like. So, you know, assuming they're standing, you know, they had him until he's 10. You know, he's been with Luke for, you know, 10, 12, Mm -hmm. 13 years now. Yeah. And at that point in time, you know, Han's just like, well, I'm not going to just sit around Alfie and Prime while you go and play galactic politics, because what am I going to do? It's like Chewie's off with his family, and, you know, Chewie's back in Kashyyyk, so Han's just like, what else am I going to do? I'm going to go do the five sabers, which Absolutely. is a good lead into the tie into that's the race that they're doing in star Wars resistance. Yeah. That on the mm-hmm. Colossus is training for the five sabers. Yeah. So this, you know, a few okay. years down the road or whatever. Yeah. So that, that little tie in there, which is really not really a tie in. It was more that resistance took what they did in this book and went, Oh, here's, here's Hans race. He was doing, let's kind of build mm-hmm. this off of that. And which is kind of, kind of cool taking things from the book that hadn't yeah. happened yet. In Resistance, like, for what it's worth, it's not the best series, but, like, it ties in pretty well with Bloodline and what the First Order's doing, right? They, Don't like, tell Luke that it's not a good series. He enjoyed parts of it, and it gets better towards the end or whatever, but, like, I don't know, like... The first order makes it seem like things are so terrible for these kind of third party players that aren't a part of the republic mm-hmm. that are out doing their own thing. They plot things that make, you know, their circumstances really shitty and they're like you need you need the first order, you need protection. Like that's that's what we're we're going yeah. to provide you for that. And like that's what they're scheming here. Yeah. So it is an interesting blend. It is a kids show, but the, ultimately that's what the first order is doing. They're winning people over by creating chaos and being that law and order that they people think law they order. need law and order. And so I don't know. It's an is as not as a great a show it is. It does tie in pretty good with the story though. That's a, that's a good point, Brent. Was there anything else about the say, Oh yeah, go ahead. The the timeline like so from an EU uh, perspective the timeline we're talking about when we're talking, like when I brought up the whole Millennium Falcon book, it goes back to the be- beginning of the Millennium Falcon or, you know, the YT 1300, I think it's called. Mm-hmm. And there are some spoilers in that book as well as AKA that happened in EU up to this point because Han is so strong. And, you know, so I've read so many that it's, it's all in my head, but I'm pretty sure Alon is in that too. Mm. So, when you get if you do choose that book there's some things in that book but there's a lot of lando too yeah a lot of lando because it the book more follows the millennium falcon more than the characters but by the end you get han and you get kind of these little things so even if he was about being a flyboy or we don't know what he was doing around this time this would have been I'm pretty sure right after the Yuuzhan Vaughn had already, yeah, the Yuuzhan Vaughn had already been, mm-hmm. you know, destroyed. 
So that's kind of the timeline where that book takes place Mm -hmm. for the spoilers that pops in. But it gives you what was going on. It gives you some backlash or some background to, you know, Lando as well, too. I like that you bring up Lando because, yeah, like Lando is not – I mean, we have the 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 solo. What was it? What's the solo book with with him and Han? Now I can't. First shot. First shot. Last shot. Yeah. yeah first shot. Last, yeah. Shot. Last yeah. shot. Yeah. Whichever it was. The first or the last. Number of shot. shot. Headshot. Yeah. So we get some Lando there, but he's. I mean, he's kind of MIA in a lot of this kind of post Return of the Jedi storyline. But I mean, there's some mm-hmm. comics with him. But I love that. Like, it's just like Lando show up. He's like, I've been hanging out with Luke Skywalker. It's like, okay, well, tell us. <laughs> freaking story already <laughs> yeah. come on i need to hear it joy i think you had some stuff to talk about too no i was just gonna go back to han yep. and um because you know even leia says that at some point you know because they were talking about how han took greer under under his wing mm-hmm. and uh you know really trained her and, and and took her in as as a pilot and then even after um you know she was no longer uh, able to be a pilot because of the blood burn. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they talked about how she was, uh, <clears throat> or like how he was really apt to take these these people under his under his wing. Um, and she even mentioned back to uh, Luke. Um, and now, you know, as much as he's you know mentioned him as the farm boy and things like that, he really did care. Yeah. And that, um, you know, he would teach these pilots lessons, life lessons that he wished that he was able to teach to Ben. Mm. And so you wonder if, you know, Han was there in Ben's life and was trying to get through to him in his Han way. But, you know, Ben is just his his own separate character and he just wasn't receptive to the way that his parents were trying to uh, to teach him. I think everyone God. had a physical reaction Jory, to what on. you just Jory, said, Jory. Jory, Jory, my friend, you're talking about a father-son relationship there, and it immediately makes me emotional <laughs> because you're absolutely right. The thing that Ben needed in that moment yep, was on. just a human bond, not a bond with a princess. Or a bond with a clone. Not a bond with a clone. Not a bond with... A superhero in Luke Skywalker, a master Jedi, this legend that we hear of. He didn't need that. He needed a mm-hmm. father. He needed someone he could relate to, that he could just learn life experiences, like you said. It's just, and that's, <laughs> this is why that moment in The Rise of Skywalker makes me so emotional. Yeah. And it's it's it, like, Han can't even allow someone to say that they love him, Right. He keeps that emotion at almost like an arm's length that I know. Like he's trying to tell his father, I love you. I know. I know. We don't, we just don't, we don't say it, but I know. He, Ben needed that. And Han knows he does. And Han knows he failed. And so when he goes to find his son to save him, that was him at his best. I'm bringing you home. This is what I should have done a long time ago. It's so freaking emotional. The redemption of Han Solo. It, it absolutely is. And him showing up there and having that moment was necessary. Yeah. Han's death alone yeah. was not good enough. That was not enough redemption for me. But him showing up mm-hmm. and Ben finally yeah. accepting that, I understand what you're doing. I understood that yeah. you needed to be there more and you were what you were trying to do is what I needed. It was just beautiful. Jory, thank you for bringing that up. Chill. Boy, that is... Yeah. Whew. Jory, I, really had, um, 
I had a note being like, oh, Han can be a mentor, but not a good father. So, like, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I get you. Well, maybe Kylo decided to sacrifice his father because that way he can get closer to Snoke to ultimately slice him in half as well. It, se- it definitely seemed like that's where it was going. I need to yeah. show Snoke what I'm capable of. And in The Rise of Skywalker kind of shows that, right? I mean, he ended Snoke, but then it's like, I'm going to go in Palpatine too. Like, but I, yeah, I don't yeah. know. Pa- d- darkness and power just kind of consumed him. But man, mm-hmm. his, it, and the sad thing is too, is that in The Force Awakens and, and, you know, Leia doesn't necessarily have that moment here yet. She's so apologetic. Sorry, Ben, I should have told you this. You're going to find this out from someone. It's not me. I feel terrible. She doesn't really understand all their failures until Han's like, I'm going to go get our, or Han's like, we've lost him. Like he's far gone. She's like, no, he needs his father. Yeah. He doesn't yeah, need I wish we would have gotten that message that she sent to him. We didn't get that. I know. Here. I was like, yeah. where is that? I yeah. know. I want that. I, yeah. I want text of it. We need to know it. what she actually said. Guys, because that's well, what I, I thought was. I don't know if you ever actually got that message either. Because there's some things yeah. that, that right. get squirrely with the timeline. Yeah. I honestly <laughs> thought, and you guys probably recall this from, I don't know if it was Rebel Watch or, or, or Flying Casual. But, like, I honestly thought that this bloodline hologram or whatever it was that she sent him letter i thought he was going to get that at some point and there was going to be that was what was going to redeem ben solo i really thought that something like that was going to bring him back i mean it kind of not didn't really happen that way but i mean she went and got her son she she did yeah. exactly what Han Solo she did. She by Skype instead of by mail. Right, exactly. <laughs> Both of them found found out you know too late how to what they needed to do to get through to him. Really and tragic. It's so it and that's why I, I love it so much. You know what gets me about the whole Palpatine clone thing is if you go back to the Force Unleashed series when or if you want to go Star Killer or you want to go Gail Merrick, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call him when the clones were made. They were incomplete. How did they get Palpatine correct, even though he was missing some digits? How did he? How was he so powerful? How could he pull that much baby energy? Yoda. Baby <laughs> Yoda. He found Baby Yoda and harnessed the Twenty years between Mandalorian and uh, Force Awakens for them to uh, get the little green bean and start extracting everything they can from him. Sorry to ruin episodes two, okay. three, four, yeah. five, whatever the Mandalorian runs for. But Jory's ready to go. It just seems yeah. like that's where they're ultimately going to go with that. And yeah. How yeah. they tie it all back into Palpatine coming back. Yeah. Jory. Nice. Because nice. I mean, I don't uh, want what was it? Star Killer had to fight a hundred of them, or if you read the book and you know it was more Luke, he had to fight hundreds of himself that were incomplete, and he was the most complete. That's why even at the end of that story, I always thought he wasn't a clone. He wasn't a perfect clone. He was his actual self. He had just been out of it while Vader was doing his thing. So when Palpatine was growing with power, it just made me think when I saw that point, I'm like, okay. And then, but that's where, that's where like people with the EU go, Mm -hmm. oh, I can't take it. And that's where I'm like, I can see how they're trying to work it. Mm -hmm. But there was, and and in the tubes, there was multiple Snokes that were most likely failures. So did they make Snoke and Snoke and Snoke? And then they're like, okay, we got it. We made Snoke, we'll correct things and we'll make a perfect Palpatine, but he's got some digits missing. I think, I think the novelization probably sheds light on that, right? Yeah, I think so. Well, I mean. Let's take it like this. Okay, so at the end of Rise of Skywalker, he's sucking the life force from Ben and Ray so he can complete himself and come back. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Okay, so which uh, force-sensitive people are we missing? We're missing Baby Yoda. We're missing Ahsoka. And we're missing however many other people that 
or force sensitive between Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens that they yeah. had sitting out there at Exegol and he was just slowly mm -hmm. sucking the life mm -hmm. force from these lesser Stop you it. Know, people Good and hell. that got him to the state he was at to where he could then puppet control Snoke off in the distance. Yeah. Or was it... Is then it goes, we'll see what happens. It, Michael and Holly, you guys froze on my end. It looks really oh. cool. <laughs> well, it, the other thing is I was thinking, like, and Joy, I want to get to you. I just want to say, like, we talk about Palpatine fearing Mother Townsend, right? And, and, the, and, the, and the, 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 the witchcraft that they... The power that they have. Like, something that the Night Sisters do is they harness people's energy to create mm -hmm. themselves and he wanted to yes. understand that right and to learn from it and he feared her because of stuff like that mm -hmm. so i'm sure the night sisters have more to play and there's more to talk about there but jory i want to get to your point because you probably are making a much clearer point than i am with anything but no actually i think brent kind of summed it up with you know with with the mandalorian and you know how we have green bean um you know they have been they have been perfecting this whole process you know as the years go on mm -hmm. um they perfected it with the clones and then you know okay now we're going to do this with force sensitives and mm -hmm. you know and, and as they continue on um you know you you probably did have a bunch of failed experiments at first you know i'm assuming that they didn't just have one shot with palpatine and they're like all right well better make this one right <laughs> yeah. you know they had they had multiple multiple chances um, mm -hmm. so, you know, with that process and, you know, and like you said, with the multiple Snokes and, you know, that they clearly had done, you know, that there was, there was a, a lot that went into it and, you know, and they even didn't have that process completely perfected mm -hmm. by the time Palpatine was there or was it perfected, but, you know, his evil is almost kind of like a Voldemort type thing. You know, his evil was so much that you ended up with an, un an incomplete person because of his evil being, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like a, almost like a horror. Yeah, yeah, you. you know, so it's just there. there is a lot that that is unexplained, but I almost think that the way it is unexplained is almost more perfect because yeah. we can speculate yes. and we can continue to just do what we're doing right now mm -hmm. and talk about it and, you know, get everybody's perspectives on it. Yeah. I think that's an yeah. awesome point. I like, I like having some of the mystery there because mm -hmm. you really can just kind of fill in some of the gaps yourself <laughs> in the way that you imagine it happening and the things that you imagine these characters would have done in the situations that they were put in. And I think that that's kind of the fun of it, right? Uh -huh. Is that then we can say like, yeah. actually, no, I think that this happened and then have these conversations together about it. I love that you say that now. And then they come out with a <laughs> night sister trilogy and you're like, Oh my God. Yes. I wanted that story, Michael. No, I'm not <laughs> saying that I don't want a whole uh -huh. story. Okay. First of all, come a night sister trilogy would be badass. Yeah, I, I know. Love you're that. welcome. I just wrote it. I mean, you got it almost. Two I words. I, I, fall in order. I know. Yeah, I, need to finish it still, by the way. Women content in Star Wars. That's actually yeah, great. However, there's some really badass villains in Fallen Order, and I, Holly, mm. can attest to it. When I saw. Oh, I'm very the aware. Second, I'm very, very, very aware. The second sister. Uh huh. I uh -huh. dropped to the floor. I was like, what? This yep. chick yeah. is. I'm very aware. Yeah. Awesome. Um, yeah, and yeah. going back to Fallen Order. With Marin, I mean, spoiler alert, whatever you want to say. Yeah. There's a, when you, and you got to get to the end. Both, I'll, if none of you played that, the story, it's because for no me, one in this call has gotten to the end, except for you, I believe. I haven't even started it, so. 
I don't even have a game. Yeah, easy on the spoilers. The end. Okay, so the ending really gets like you. You get scared. Like you get scared. Like, yeah. I, I don't. I don't know if I can swear, but you get scared shitless. And <laughs> when you're watching, when you're watching it go down, how it goes down. There's a few things, and I, we know that there's a part two coming out. So we're going to get an end to this. We're going to figure out, you know, what goes past this. But how the end plays out mm-hmm. in the people that have already been broken in the end, how that end plays out, it doesn't play into what we're doing. But when you were talking about Ahsoka's out there and everybody's yep. out there, I want to know what happens after this because yeah. this is Disney again slash whoever, EA making a story together mm-hmm. to put it together. It was Respawn. EA characters. can't make a good video game to save their life. It's true. That's right. Respawn did, you fired. know, came in. You know, they had a lot of this game, I think, already created. And then Star Wars was like, hey, how about you do something for us? And they're like, well, we have this thing. Well, I guess we can throw some <laughs> Star Wars characters into it. We'll just change it. it up a little. So that's a great call. They, they did. And I, I love that there's such great stories and different, like, yeah. like different mediums of Star yeah. Wars, like the games and the movies and the television series, and they may not all connect like we want them to, but damn it, the stories are so good that they make us buy all this content. We're gonna buy, you know, Squadrons, the new game they just released, like that. <laughs> yeah, and we're just gonna eat all of it up, even if it doesn't connect mm-hmm. as much as we want yeah. it to. And Paige, you're right. I think that I'm looking forward to see how the what what's the new. Squadron. High Republic? Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the High yeah. Republic, yep. I'm I'm curious to see how they're going to kind of mm. weave things into that that everyone's been asking yeah. for. More representation. We want more of this. We want more yeah. of that. And I think yeah. that this is their opportunity to do that. So I'm yep. really looking forward to seeing what they do with that. And, Absolutely. you know, I think it would be a really good move for them to kind of add these things in as people are asking for them. And it would be really disappointing if they don't. Yeah, more people on the council, right. more representation, making decisions and how – they're influencing the future of Star Wars that we know it. Like, yeah, I'm down. Yeah. But yeah. Um, you guys, I think that was a really great discussion. Is there anything else that we didn't talk about that you guys wanted to bring up? I mean, I have a couple of things. All right, let's Frank go. Can yeah. go first. Go ahead, Brent. Okay. I actually so, have uh, to bow out, though. Okay, buddy. To. Thanks for stopping well, thanks in. Thanks for stopping in. It was so much fun to actually talk with all of you and face-to-face. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to do some things. And you just have a great discussion. I am going to listen to this. Good. Have a beautiful night. All right, brother. Of course. You too. Amen. (laughs) Enjoy your Saturday, buddy. Bye, Rob. See you, Rob. Take care, Rob. And always remember the dark side. (laughs) Oh, yeah. There it is. I love it. I love it. Night, y'all. See you, Robbie. Bye. Yeah, go ahead, Brent. All right, so I've said a couple of things, and then uh, and then I had a couple other things that went into the timeline issues, yeah. um, potentially or whatever. Um, but I'll start off with I know before we started, we kind of mentioned how this ties into the current political climate. Yes. Um, early on in the book, I think it was chapter two, uh, when Leia first volunteers for the mission, she's kind of reflecting on how it's been such a long time that anyone in the Senate has done anything productive. Let's go, and mm-hmm. that implies herself as well. Yeah. Yep. So it's like mm-hmm. she's not alone in this inactivity and this whole yeah. standstill within the Senate. That you know, she hasn't really done much of anything either. Great point. She's, they've all been kind of relying on Mon Mothma, and now that she's gone, you know, they're starting to see the cracks and everything that's set up as they implied. Great so point. I just thought that that was kind of interesting. Um, also, it kind of ties into, you know, the first time Palpatine comes up, you know, he's inside the Senate and he's doing all this manipulation from inside to tear everything down and put himself in power. Where the second time around, 
He's not there physically doing it. He may be, you know, acting from the side, depending on how well developed he is or, you know, his agents <laughs> running the show or whatever. Yeah. But basically it takes itself down from the inside on its own. Yeah. Like he doesn't You're even right. have to be there to do it. So it's like there was like ever since he basically got involved with the Senate, you know, what, 40 years before the Battle of Yavin? Yeah. Or whatever, you know, it's been a slow degradation and they never recovered from That's from any of that sort of stuff. Great point. Like yeah, even even the 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 disconnect of of the republic and the legislature i mean is what allowed palpatine to even rise within the ranks yep. right and then mm-hmm. you're right even without his influence maybe some on the exterior whatever still happened again like to a standstill and that's that's what was great when we were talking about casterfo and and leia like two people that actually could start to see eye to eye on things mm-hmm. Things inevitably went to hell for whatever reason, you know, and that's the same that what we're going with through like right now. As much progress as we make, sometimes it mm-hmm. seems things just go to shit and you don't understand why. Why Why can't we understand each other a little more? So you're, you're absolutely right. Yeah. Man. And I think that Caserfo's ability to kind of be like, wow, like I had these this like fundamental idea and the stance on these important topics and i think he was able to not all of them but he was able to abandon a few of them Mm. to kind of you know agree or align more with what the populists were trying to get done because he recognized that anything too extreme out of that was dangerous yeah i know it's deep it's deep who else what else what else other i mean we we went from bloodlines i got got one more yeah 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 page takeover um, so it, it kind of goes back to the whole Vader torturing her on the first Death Star or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for her to resist that, and especially after seeing The Force Awakens to where Kylo's trying to get into Ray's mind and find out stuff that he can instantly sense that she is Force-sensitive and she's resisting. Mm. How Vader didn't sense that out of Leia? Yep. Like, how the hell? Like, I mean, granted, this is 40 years ago and that stuff hadn't been thought out yet. But at the same time, it's like, well, how did you just torture her for, I mean, she, she makes it seems like it was hours that it happened that he was torturing her. And, you know, and, and two hours of torturing her, you never, like, sensed any sort of inkling coming from her that she was Force-sensitive. I know. it's Let alone get to the whole father-daughter relationship. Yeah, just there's the a lot that, he Oh, didn't... hey, you're Force-sensitive. Hmm. And you I'm know, I'm gonna put you over to the side with the Inquisitors, <laughs> and we'll deal with you later. And you know, it's yeah, like they'll it, shuttle for you in an hour. They weren't. They weren't. You know, we know that they weren't even thinking about that kind of thing back then. But it is interesting when Star Wars goes and fills in those little details. I'm wondering, like, what it would, what would be the excuse? Is it we see all this torment that Vader's going through in the in the Darth Vader comic of like losing Pat? He's just like tormenting himself with these memories over and over. It's like. Maybe there's things about the force he's losing sight of and like tapping into that person to person connection. He can't, I don't know. I'd be fascinated to see how they'll explain that kind of because you know, people ask these questions all the time. We're like, ah, well, it was this thing, and you're like, yeah. it's a stretch, but okay. Jory, Jory has an explanation, for yeah. You. Well, and it's not really an explanation, it's just kind of spitballing. But so when Ray was tortured and um, you know, and things like that were happening, you know, the force had awakened in her, you know yeah. what I mean? Like it, it had awoken. And so like, you know, she was really starting to really feel its presence and, mm-hmm. and able to kind of not necessarily control it, but you know, she had a slight control, um, where when Leia's doing this, you know, and, and the force works in its own way, mm. when Leia's doing this, the, um, you know, maybe this is prior to, and she just doesn't really have a clue. Maybe the force hasn't really awakened or awoken in her, mm-hmm. um, to where, you know, he might sense a slight 
bit of the force, but we know from, you know, other characters that we've seen throughout the series that, you know, they have force um, sensitivity, um, but it's not prevalent to the fact of, like, um, you know, I have control over it. Yeah. You know, even with Finn, who is much older than Leia was at that time, or at the time when he found out that he's force sensitive, uh, that, you know, it was always kind of in, in him, but, you know, it didn't really awaken, I guess you'd say. So, you know, you kind of, you can kind of spitball with that and, you know, try to just patch that plot hole, I guess you'd say. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, it just, at the time, you know, Vader's like, well, you know, there are a lot of people that are force sensitive, but, mm-hmm. you know, they just have no, no control over it. And I can just, you know, go through here like nothing anyway so michael said we're all human we're all in that with that yeah and and maybe even the forces human yeah mostly robotics but cyborg ish and the force may be kind of concealing itself in her to not reveal itself but still i don't know stand up to vader and he doesn't even recognize it it's almost like the force responds in a time of need and even ben doesn't i mean i guess he does yeah because he goes straight to snoke and says she's stronger than she thinks so like yeah, who who know? I don't know. I'll be I, I'll be so interested to see how Star Wars kind of explains that if they ever God, do. You know, maybe Leia is just so good at controlling the Force, and that's why Yoda wanted to train yeah. her that she was just able to push it down and make it so that yeah. Darth Vader was not able to recognize that. It's uh, it's absolutely true. It could be, and I mean, we don't even know Those if are Vader's dark side powers right there. Yeah, well, I mean, it, she taps exactly, into it, right? Exactly. I mean, uh, I don't know. That's but it, it definitely affected her, though, right? I mean, she's yeah. tormented by what he did to her, so it, it had an effect. He didn't get maybe the information he wanted, but it had an effect for sure. Um, what else? Yeah, Paige, did you have a couple things? Okay. She I did. mean, I have, like, Easter eggs, which I can do um, in Come a second. On. But um, Helmet Gate. Oh, my God. Like Paige my and, the, and the Helmet Gate. The, the fact that all... Ransom Constarpo did was care about those goddamn yeah. helmets. It's his Confederate Drove flag. It's creepy. A wall. Like he's like, I had like the best like artifact in the room and I had no idea. I'm like, what? Like that's yeah. that's the whole thing you care about? Like she's Vader's daughter and you're like, oh she's an artifact. I'm like Please. It, seriously, like it is kind of I don't know. It's kind of strange that he relishes in the 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 imagery and the in the the mask and all this stuff he's collecting but like despises darth vader for what he did to their family really because he he killed his parents like essentially yeah. and then he's like but like i live for it i don't i'm like you you're, everything about you makes no sense that's well, very I think true maybe there's something to be said for like you know how people will get fixated on something like this might be a terrible example but i know that a lot of times, like, families who lose family members to, like, a murder or something mm-hmm. really horrible like that become, like, obsessed with true crime right. and obsessed true. with police right. work and investigating things and cold cases. And it's almost like he wasn't able to get over that because, honestly, like, that's a terrible thing to happen to mm-hmm. him. And the trauma, yeah. I mean, we don't see a therapist in the Star Wars universe. That's true. They are so not to be found. He got so fixated on that time, he couldn't let it go. And that was his way of kind of like holding on to it and trying to work through his issues mm-hmm. is by like confronting it and seeing it every single day of his life. It was like, yeah. right. like a punishment. I actually take back the therapist joke because Ewoks became 
therapists. Oh, well, thank God. Yeah. So, hmm. yeah. So I lied. Maybe Casterfo should see an Ewok, you know, for some counsel. I would hire an Ewok. <laughs> I don't, what? I don't if you even... want some good Ewok content, that Hera and Kanan book's got some good Ewok I've... content. Hey, yeah. book club members, I do want to read that. It's a good one. It's so good. It's a good one. I guess to kind of explain the, the helmet, I mean, and they did a little bit in the book, um, but he wasn't really for the Empire as it was. He was for, mm-hmm. you know, the Empire with different leadership. And yeah. so I, I guess yeah. I get that. You know, because he even said, you know, when they went and did troop inspections um, with Leia, he wasn't allowed to do that on his own because he hadn't been a senator as long enough. He wasn't senior enough for that, but he went with Leia to go do it. And, you know, he says that, you know, as he's looking through these, you know, looking at these troops, you know, that they are pretty ragtag. Yeah. You know, they, they seem a little bit of how we would think of the Rebel Alliance now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... You know, he's like saying to himself, like, how or how much better would they look in stormtrooper armor? Yeah. You know, because they because you know, as you guys have right behind you, mm-hmm. you see a stormtrooper, yeah. and you're like, Great you know, point. you you know what I mean? Like you 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 see it. I mean, I actually see just a really bad shot, but yeah, yeah, as a token of power. Mm-hmm. You know, you see yeah. it as you know they're here to enforce. You know, or they're here to. I guess in some cases they're here to save us, yeah. you know, and in and, and, and different things. So you see these troops. Um, and so that's kind of how he sees the empire and all of his relics of like, you know, it was a time that he didn't really know, but he has this idea of, mm-hmm. you know, if we would have had the right people in those places that, you know, maybe it would have been better. And, you know, and yeah. I'm not saying that's right or wrong. You know, no, but, no. Right. But, but, you know, that's kind of explaining his mindset into that. Like, he hated Vader. He hated mm-hmm. Palpatine. But if we had a Mon Mothma in that yeah. situation or even a Leia Organa, you know, in his eyes in that situation, would things have went better? Yeah, like with the right kind of leadership. Yeah. Can that system work for the people? I think that's a great I mean, point. I think that we would all agree that doesn't work no matter yeah. what yeah. Right. dictatorship just doesn't work yeah but yeah. in his mind because he's he's not super youthful but you know he in a way kind of is and he hasn't grown up in a in a uh i guess a dictatorship mm-hmm. and so he's thinking back of like well if somebody was there would it have worked you know and i think obviously he's wrong but you know it's just his his way of thinking that's that's a great point. It's it's more so the idea of of the good that it could be. And I this may be a stretch and I understand that people some people might not like this. If you think about the United States of America, we've done a lot what? of terrible things. We, we continue what? to do very terrible things, but it's the idea that we are better and could be better and there's an ideal that every once everyone wants us to aspire to. We still fly the flag. We still say that we're proud to be American even though there's been a lot of bad things that we've done and, and we still hold on to that hope. And maybe that's, he, that was the idea of order and that things could get done because he has seen, like, like Brent said, so many times these things failing in history. We just, mm-hmm. we do this and then the evil rises. We fail again and evil rises. And, and then what? People come in and they blow stuff up and they make a point and something Napkin changes? gate. I mean, Napkin yeah. gate. I mean, it's, 
I think that's a great point, Jory. It's 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 more of an ideal that he's he's holding on to. That what if it could be? I right. like that. I also think that him and Leia can have some um, more mature conversations about it without mm. it getting too heated and you know somebody too, acting too heated like, a, like physically or like no sick nasty page is sweating she did base him on like tom hiddleston like there, claudia gray is great because she's yeah. like this is who i like fan cast as this person <laughs> like she has a whole list yeah so, so if we had a live action josh hutcherson i can so. see it see i read that too and the way they they talked about castorifo and the description that she gave though does not <laughs> does not say Tom Hiddleston. It, when I was kind of more thing, I like I thought of like somebody like darker, not dark skin, but like a you know a darker skin, like a tan skin type guy. And I'm like Tom Hiddleston is white as white, like he's right. white as can be. Right. When I was texting Holly, I was like because the name is Ransom. I was like, oh, it's like Chris Evans from Knives Out. That's all I see in my head. Ooh. It's just. Ask that, Chris Evans from that hunk, holy cow. That would be fine with me. Down. Me too. So I'm comfortable saying that. <laughs> I was thinking of a more of like an Italian sort of fella. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's exactly what I thought. <laughs> that's, valid. Um, that's fair. Um, Papa Castorfo. <laughs> uh, there were a couple more like Easter eggy mm. things that I noticed um, in the audiobook, which Holly Bridge quit. Um, I did. He has, Castorfo has the same accent as Tarkin, which is interesting. Um, and then um, there's a couple lines that like are kind of like throwback lines. Um, there's a whole quote um, about uh, when Bale um, told Leia about um, how Liberty came to die, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and then there's a whole bit about Joff not being tall enough. <laughs> Which I thought was funny. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, and I'm then by, in the audio I'm book. I'm up by one and a half centimeters. Right. right. <laughs> right. Like, mm-hmm. like Josh Hutcherson fits perfectly for that because he's very short. She feels um, Phrasing. Yes. Um, and then the audiobook when um, Leia is talking about um, how she feels about Vader. I don't know exactly when, but they use um, Padme's ruminations from the Revenge of the Sith soundtrack. Ooh. And that... Um, happens when um anakin is like um you know murdering children yes um those are good ones one that one that i found um that i liked was uh when she's kind of thinking about at the end of towards the end of the book maybe this is this because i read it like two hours ago but at the end of the book where she's kind of like reflecting on like all the ways that she thinks that like she failed when like she had been with han and when she had been with luke like back when we see them during like the original trilogy. And then she's like, well, I did figure out that one thing with R2-D2. And I think that she's referencing her being able to send Obi-Wan the um, oh, the video, yeah. right? I don't know mm-hmm. if you guys thought that too, but I, I like that. I was like, that's a good that's callback. That's exactly what she was talking yes. about. Oh, there are two more. Sorry. <laughs> um, she wears like um, Darth Vader um, cosplay at one point, which is like that black dress, which I thought was great. Um, and then... I found this on the internet, um, but um, they mentioned Leia like mocking Tarkin's accent, which fixes the accent problem in a new. Yep, you're absolutely which right. Which I thought was, which I thought was great. I was like, oh, okay. Because even Carrie it, Fisher loved that. It works too. If you go back and watch mm-hmm. it, knowing that she like 
obviously they retcon the story and say she was mocking him. Mm-hmm. It actually fits. Like yeah, it's it like works. I could see her doing that. Oh, I've sent you all foul yeah. stench. <laughs> like I get it. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. That's one of those yep. where I'm like, that was a great little plug that you put yeah. in there. Yeah. Um, another one that I really like. So for Christmas, Michael got me a coach bag. Um, from nah, guys, Star let's Wars not, whoa, let's not give people the impression that there's a ton of money flowing through the, see, Jory's even like, wow, Michael's getting oh, coach stuff. It's all right. <laughs> I let's, mean, let's, it was, it was the, it was the uh, outlet coach prices. Yeah. Okay, what Let's I just have the same one that. over there. Yeah. The see, see, well, anyway, a, a coach of the people. Amen. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Sensible. Sorry, had to had to just disclose that we're not some pompous podcast. Okay. Anyway, Michael got me this bag, and it was from Coach's Star Wars line, which is super cool, and it has Princess Leia when she's dressed up like the Mandalorian, the bounty hunter. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. the bounty hunter. My bad. I can't and remember. Then, oh, yeah, yeah. And I can't remember what it's. The name of and the that's referenced hunter. in this book too, where they do a callback to. Well, remember that one time that she was wearing the bounty hunter garb when they're trying to make the disguises to go on their mission, mm. and I thought that that was kind of fun. Absolutely, I actually speak of that bag. I love that. That's that's the image that they put on the bag. Yeah, I do too. Right? It's not. It's not her as a princess. It's not. It's her not in the bikini. Yeah, it's not that. I can't it's with the that. it's the end. You know, indescriptive, just like. Anyone else looking at that, like, I had non-Star Wars fan friends that are just like, I don't understand that. It's like, right. that's the point. This is this well, is yeah. her. Because it's not the normal Mandalorian bounty hunter. It's the UB's bounty hunter. Exactly. So people mm-hmm. don't always get that. When it's just like she was yeah. doing such a heroic thing in that moment, taking a huge risk, doing what no one else would do in that moment. I mean, Lando himself, well, Lando in Legends infiltrated and was hanging out there for years. Well, we're not talking about that here. But she, well, you know, that was just such a heroic moment. And yeah. I love that they depict her on the bag like that. And mm-hmm. yeah. non-Star Wars fans won't get it. Uh, non-Star Wars <laughs> fans may understand Leia in the bikini. You know, like, I know you're what a that real is. Star Wars fan if. Yeah, I think, I just thought that was so cool. And that's why I got yeah, the bag. So, uh, But anyway, I don't know. Those, I agree, Paige. Those are all really great Easter eggs. And I think we all probably picked out a couple and that made us laugh a little bit. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, along with those Easter eggs, um, the uh, Joff, uh, Star Striker, or whatever his name was. Yeah. He's from Gatalanta, which is the same planet mm-hmm. as Haldo. Oh, so, yeah, okay. That's Haldo's planet. Nice. He's got two moms. Yeah, I there's saw some, the two moms. There's some queer content in here. And nice. also, somebody else that he was around, they mentioned him mm-hmm. having a boyfriend from yep. Corellia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So that was kind of cool, too. Which, mm-hmm. that, that whole joke was really funny. He was like, I heard yeah. you're hitting the Corellia really hard, and people thought it was about the brandy, but it was actually about the boyfriend. Hey. Yellow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Why not And both? then uh, Corey, her intern, is in The Force Awakens when it flashes to Hosnian Prime, and there's that person that walks out to see everything, yeah. and like, who is this random person? It's That's her intern who then takes over as her staff and her, yeah, makes her me liaison with sad. the New Republic. Absolutely. So there's that tie-in there with the movie. Yeah, so that now is everyone that. kind of understands why they flashed this random person on Halloween yeah. Prime as it blows up. Not so random. Yeah. Right. It's not Corey. It's Core. Yeah, Core. She's not a child anymore. She's not a child. She got aggressively corrected. And if you knew that, you would have used it. But she redeemed herself, though. She, both of them did. It all didn't matter because she was blown to hell. So. And then one other thing, made, it's kind of big R. that R. we R. haven't R. touched on yet or whatever, is the when Lady Carice receives the information that uh, uh, Leia is Vader's daughter, um, the song that occurs before Bale's um, thing or whatever 
it's basically a prophecy to the destruction of Alderaan. Ooh, yeah. 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 Thousands of years before. Um, <laughs> right down the lines, it's, you know, it's mirror bright, shines the moon. It glows as soft as an ember. When the moon is mirror bright, take this time to remember. Those who you have loved but are gone. Those who kept you so soft and warm. The mirror bright moon lets you see those who have ceased to be. Mirror bright shines the moon as fires die to their embers. Those you loved are with you still. The moon will help you remember. Mm. And Aldron has no moon. So yeah. this is a song <laughs> written yeah. back in the day. And the five minutes that Aldron did have a moon, it blew the shit out of the planet. Yeah. Which was really sad because yeah. she she like mentions like something that makes her cry, which I think would make literally anybody who's not a monster cry is she thinks about like the children who like see the death star and like think about that song and get excited and then it like destroys them all yeah that's sad yeah Mm -hmm. yeah even lady carice um you know when she first hears it she says that you know her grandmother used to sing that to her and then She's like, I don't remember it being so sad. Yeah. You know, and, and it's such a weird song to sing to children. Yeah. And then I think it's really cool that Leia ends up making her ship called the Mirror Bright, you know. And so it's, you know, it's a whole huge tie-in that, I mean, we honestly could go, there are so many mm-hmm. Easter eggs yeah. in this book that we could just go on all night um, phrasing, phrasing. Uh, with uh, so many oh, different no. Easter eggs that, that are in this room or in in this room in this book. So a lot of eggs. Just look around, Jory. We got, got eggs. Room, sure. That's gross. <laughs> yeah, no, I you know I think that that's something that Claudia Gray yeah. does a really great job of. Mm-hmm. Is you know she wants to speak to those fans, yeah. and I think they they we pick up mm-hmm. on it, and all that stuff is in there for us. Yeah. Absolutely. So I think that's awesome. Was uh, there anything else that you guys wanted to talk about? I feel like that was I a got, really good conversation. I got two more little things. Oh, yeah. All right. So we'll get into some timeline issues here. So <laughs> in in Aftermath, it's kind of implied that Ben is conceived on Endor after mm-hmm. the moon, after the oh, right. Death Star is destroyed. Mm-hmm. In this one, in the very beginning of the book, in chapter one, she mentioned something about, oh, you know, likely it was like on a trip Han and I had a few months in after we were married. Mm. But it's like in Aftermath series, they're apart the entire time from the destruction of the second moon. So it's like, so there's that kind of issue. And I think this was written before the Aftermath series. So I'm not sure if it was just kind of a... Oversight. We hadn't fully decided on what was happening yet. What is truth? Right. Is Han the father? Is Is it Han? Scandal. Wow. And then uh, the second one ties back into the whole napkin gate issue. So (laughs) if you watch The Last Jedi, when... Luke goes in to confront Ben, and they're in Ben's little room. He has a calligraphy set on his desk. Ooh. He does. Sure and does. Leia mentions that when she picks it up, it's the first time in a long time she's seen anything written actually on paper by hand, as opposed to on flimsy or some sort of data or whatever. So it's kind of implied that Ben was the one that sent the message to Leia to warn about the bombing. Wow. This is the way all that kind of ties in. But... At that point in time, and then we also kind of know that she's been out of contact with Luke mm-hmm. and them and hasn't been able to get into contact with Luke and them for mm-hmm. some time. Yeah. So it's kind of like, okay, so maybe he, the temple and everything that went down with Ben and Luke happened well before any of this announcement that he's Vader's daughter. Mm-hmm. Or that she's Vader's daughter and everything like that. And that potentially 
the temple had already been destroyed. He was already in cahoots with Snoke uh -huh. and over there with them to where he would have actually known that something was going to go on if it was coming from that group and then was able to send the note out because, you know, we obviously know that he has issues with killing his mom because uh -huh. he couldn't do it in Last Jedi. And, you know, so that, that's his hang up. And that's where he really prevents himself from going all the way to the dark side. Yeah. So then if he so really it, is kind of like so when, and that's where the timeline really starts to get fuzzy as to when all the stuff shakes out. Yeah. And they haven't really nailed it down yet. But if he really is in cahoots with Snoke at that point and he is behind sending that letter, then I guess that that would mean that like Palpatine ultimately was behind all of this and the mastermind at kind of having all these different groups do all these different things for him, whether they knew it or not. Right. Because that's Palpatine's MO. Yeah. No, yeah. It's, that's definitely a good point because, you know, we, we haven't even really talked about the Maxines, you know, and they're the ones that are responsible for it. So you know, you start getting into some of that stuff that we, we really will never understand or, I mean, I highly doubt they'll go into such a small detail that they'll give us later on. But that's a really, really good catch there, uh, Brent, as far as, like, that there's a possibility that Ben was the one that sent that because they don't ever really say in the book, you know, who was the one that, right. that did, um, you know, give the warning because they're mm -hmm. like, you know, it, that was even a point of contention, you know, between mm -hmm. them of, you know, who would do this, but then not claim responsibility. And then, but then would also tell, you know, the people that were in there to run, you know, and so it's, it's, you know, that's, that's a really good catch. Yeah. It was, yeah, was, and it would have been left only on Leia's napkin. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to, I mean, if you're going to warn anybody, you're going to warn your mom. You're not going to warn exactly. you know, somebody else. Because Ben Solo loves his mom. That's a great point. That's ben right. does. Kylo Ren, whatever, but Ben loves his mom. Well, yeah, I mean, Kylo hates his mom. Well, the thing is, too, like, I, I always kind of. hates his dad. With, with, <laughs> with his comic book, though, like, we all thought he was doing such terrible things. But he really wasn't. Like, I always wonder, I I'm like, didn't. why didn't his mom sense him destroying the temple? Well, that's because he didn't. He didn't do like, it. Like, he didn't destroy all those people. I mean, he did He did some crazy, stupid things. But, like, maybe he was. Maybe Snoke had him out doing little minion tasks with the knights or something. Like, go cause chaos. Go do this. And then when it's like, wow, we're going to bomb. You're going to bomb this. No, I, I, I'm going to go in there and, and warn her. Not my mother. With my calligraphy. Yeah. Well, and then he huh. would have he would have had to have known. Um, oh gosh, what's her name? Hadrassian, because Lisa Hadrassian. Yeah, because mm -hmm. uh, Lady Carice says to Hadrassian, like I told you to just like do like a minor distraction not blow up a, a building full of senators. And she was like, what? It worked. Mm. And so, like, we know that they both knew something was going to go on, and Lady Carice didn't know that it was going to be that drastic. But if Hadrassian was like, whatever, like, it wasn't a big deal, then it would have had to be somebody else who wasn't her who left Leia the note saying to run. So I don't know. Interesting. So I wonder, though, too, because, you know, the Force, obviously, we even see in, in the book that the Force was working there. Um, yeah. because Leia was disturbed all morning and she didn't understand why, you know, mm -hmm. she says at first she's like, you know, I'm just yeah. in a bad mood and, you know, and, and, uh, um, you know, they're trying to get out of her like, why, you know, and she just doesn't really get why, you know, something is up, you know, the whole morning. So maybe Ben was trying to reach out to her too. Yeah. Well, well, but maybe even Ben though, too, knew something was up, even though, even if he didn't know Hadrassian, he's like, I need to get something to my mom. 
You know what I mean? I just need to tell her, you know, I don't know what's happening, but she needs to go. You know, she just needs Mm -hmm. to get out. And, you know, and okay, I'm just going to say run. And however this note finds her, you know, he gets it to her, however, what you know, whatever way he does get it to her, you know, and it finds her at the right time. The force works in, in, in crazy ways. That's right. So. Mysterious, even. Absolutely. Yeah, that was an awesome point. I I don't know. And, and Jory, maybe even, like, snowballing off of what you were saying, like, what if it was, like, she was disturbed all morning Ben was trying to reach out to her like he did to Ray, but he hadn't mastered that skill yet. So she felt a disturbance, but she didn't know what it was. He got frustrated, couldn't reach out to her. So then ultimately resorted to sending a note. But, you know, and too bad Brent's not here for this because (laughs) he would say, but he doesn't have the dyad with his mom. So can he, you know what I mean? Can he do that with his mother? You know, can he, reach out to her. We do know that later on that Leia reaches out to him, you know, in, in her last thing, but with the way Leia reaches out to him and in the way Luke reaches out to him, the amount of force that takes ends up killing them in the end. Well, you know, so, you know, with that, you know, could he only speak to Ray because of the fact that they had the dyad and they had somebody else, which being Snoke slash Palpatine, you know, having, you know, helping with that dyad or that, that, um, that force connection, yeah. um, you know, and so, I mean, there's just so many different things that yeah. we could talk about with it, that. And but. they definitely wouldn't facilitate a force connection between him and Leia. So, I mean, well, I mean, the thing, it doesn't even have to be a dyad connection because in the last Jedi, he's like, something's, she's on that ship. And she's like, wait a second. Yep. He's out there. Like they have a connection and even she senses it. With even Han, it's almost like, she, yes, she's sensing Han's death, but also Ben's complete turn to the dark side at that point. So there's some connection there. So I think it could have been enough that they, he's like, something's, something, she's not safe, something's up. I got to go. I got to find where she is and, and, and stop it. I don't know. Yeah. Guys, that's crazy. That was that, interesting, Michael. Yeah. Was, was she actually sensing Han's death or was she sensing yeah. Ben's turn? Yeah, because at that point, if it's if it's that that brings up an interesting point, right? Like it's if it's not all, if it's if anyone can connect with anyone, it's just like a love connection. Okay, then maybe it could be Han, but it's like it's (laughs) there is a love connection for sure. They had a child, but I mean, yeah, is it her actually feeling that her son's demise? I and I mean that's another thing with with Ray. Ray, I mean Ray sees it, but. She feels his connection too, so I don't know. It's all, it's all new. You know what's funny? Jory is frozen right now. I don't know if Jory can. Jory, can you hear us? Chug, chug, chug. He chug. is chugging that beer he's a long for drink. a while now. The whole topic. Oh, oh he's gone now. There he's go. he he blacked out from that <laughs> chug, but he'll 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 Are you rejoice. Tornado warnings over there. Seriously, it <laughs> probably just came through. But I think that that's a good topic that would be really great discussion on the next casual oh. council too. I think that we should kind of dig into how that connection comes about and is facilitated and yeah. who feels what and who gets to receive it. Phrasing. <sighs> Holly, you're speaking, you speak my language. Okay. I want, I want to talk about these things and it's crazy because we are just talking about this book. I feel like we could dissect the life of Ransom Casterfo. Yeah, like we could do a whole two hour discussion on uh-huh. him and his complexities. We could also then talk about this force connection. It's insane For that sure. like this story is causing us to have these conversations. It's just one simple book and we've just 
blown it apart. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. But, guys, any any other last thoughts? Maybe Jorah will rejoin us. I don't know. Maybe not. We've lost him to the dark side. Any final any final thoughts? That's all I got. Yeah, I think that was a really great discussion. Absolutely. I think I... This is maybe, I know, maybe I say this every time, but I think truly this is one of those books that I do want to reread at a later time because I think that I'll have a better appreciation for it and I'll read it not over a span of three months and that would be great. (laughs) I'll be honest, guys. Holly, you know, wasn't so excited about this book when she started it Mm -hmm. and then even finishing it was just like, I don't know, but seeing how excited you were talking about this, I feel like... Of all the books we've talked about, maybe this one, you know, hit the most. And I don't even know if you even realized it. I don't know. I feel like having a conversation with really good people makes a difference. So thank you guys for being a part of this conversation because I feel like this was really enlightening. Seriously. And I think getting everyone's perspective on different things, especially things that I know that I didn't think about. Oh, no. What happened? Sith Sith plots plots. have plagued the set. But we're back, Holly. Okay, now we're back. Um. So like I was saying, you know, I think that having these conversations with such a great group of people is just, that's why we're here and it's such a fun thing for us to do. And so I know um, I'm going to go ahead and speak for Michael too. We're all really thankful that you guys wanted to participate in this book club. And I think this is something that we're still working on and coming up with, you know, our book list and ironing out some of the issues that we may have with Skype and yeah. those kinds of things. But thank you guys for being patient with us, especially through these little technical difficulties Absolutely. and for really like being here and being part of the casual fam. That's right. Holly, I, and, and with that, do you want to announce the next book? I mean, we'll probably be more on schedule, right? Another month out. Yeah. So this one, we're going to um, go back to having monthly book club and sorry i'm doing a quick google search because i actually don't know who wrote the book so if you can bear with me for surprise (laughs) um so our next book is going to be dark disciple christy golden yeah Mm -hmm. christy Um, golden the great star wars author so yeah so that's what we're gonna do um for our july book club discussion and i will also make a post about that just so it's actually out there that's right well, guys, I hope you all enjoyed listening to that. I mean, we were in Bloodlines. We were out of Bloodlines. We were back into Bloodlines. Some of the heaviest moments there happening at the end of the conversation. And that's we. it that's took right. us an hour and a half sometimes just to get warmed up. So I, I, I love it. With this group can talk about anything, and that's what we're going to continue to do. For, for hours for hours and hours and days and days <laughs> to come so thanks to those guys i hope you all enjoyed what you're hearing there's more to come read dark dark disciple right dark, holly dark disciple we're gonna we're gonna slay that book here in a month so we'll give a date later on when we're gonna do that book club but all patrons welcome to that discussion so if you're interested in checking out our patreon page go check that out if not enjoy the book club and listen to it and uh just participate however you can but that's all we got here uh for myself and holly and the panel here um um, we're going to thank Paige. We're going to thank Joy. We're going to thank Brent. Rob stopping by. Uh, Luke never made it tonight, and that's okay. It's a it's a Saturday night. You know, maybe, who knows what's going on. But our whole panel will be back uh, for our next podcast. But thanks to these guys, and thanks for you guys for the listen. And, uh, I, I mean, as always, may the force be with you. That's right. We'll see you later, guys.